Hey guys, it's Christina. This is Vox and Guest. And look who's here. It is the entirety, the Voltron, the complete set of Eden on fire. Look at this, ladies and gentlemen. Look at this. This is like friends. You're all on the same couch. There should be giant mugs or something. I don't know. Maybe maybe filled with peanut butter and pickles. We have no idea. Um, could yeah, be any yeah. manner of things. There we go. Worked it in. So <laughs> why don't you guys say hi and let everybody know what you do in the band? All right. Oh, they'll look oh, at me. Yeah. I, I was like, Amy, you know you're going first because it's, it's, yeah. I have the same thing too. It's like if you're the only lady in the band, everyone's like, mom, can you, mom, mom? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, they can call me mom. Yeah. yeah. I'm Amy Gould and I am the lead vocalist and keyboard player for Eden on Fire. I'm also the boss. <laughs> okay. Yes. We do call her mother. They it's do. usually after another they word do. after that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That means one of the rest of you has to go. I am Mike Calabrese. I am the drummer and sarcasm guy. That is a fact. <laughs> More of one than the other. I'll let you choose which. <laughs> Scott and I play the bass. And I'm the funny one in the band, so. <laughs> no. They all clearly supported that with their reactions, so that's lovely. Yeah. I I've mean, never heard a more silent silence than the one that followed that statement. Awkward silence. It, like, it you was, know, they were laughing so hard we couldn't even hear it. Let's right. go with that, Scott. I got you. I got you. All right, Rick, this is it. You have to talk now, Rick. Your time has come. Rick. I am a guitar player and I love doing interviews. <laughs> loves it. Yes. He loves it. Scott, Scott and and Mike and Amy don't, but Rick loves it. He talks to it. doing these all the time. Yes. I could do one every day, I wish. Mike and I yes. are especially really shy. Yes, and our singer hates talking about herself. Or the man or anything. <laughs> we have we have the pusher to talk about yes. herself. Quite the introvert. Wow. <laughs> wow, we're 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 getting the claws out in the beginning here. Holy shit! Okay, you know what? Before this goes too far off the rails and the the band breaks up, I have to ask you guys. And I know Rick, you are a fan of interviews. Love them, love mm -hmm. them to pieces. Couldn't wait for this. Um, and so I I'm a little concerned for you because as excited as you are, this is a really intense question that I'm going to start with. I always do this. I feel like you know what? We got to just rip the bandaid off at the beginning. Everyone who has been on this show has been through this gauntlet. Most of them have survived. Oh, good. Yeah. But I, I feel like, you know, I need to hit the issues that really matter in life. Okay. So I thought long and hard about what I wanted to ask you guys. And I think it has to be this question. Are you all ready? Okay. Yeah. That's not a very hard question. That, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That was okay. Okay. Oh, okay. Here we go. Here it comes. Which is once and for all the superior kind of cheese? I'm going sharp cheddar. Ooh, okay. You must give a rationale. Sharp cheddar. I like it. Was that your nickname in high school or? It's not. No, no. I, I'm not going to go into what my nickname was. Okay. But um, I just, I mean, that's my cheese of choice. Okay. 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 All right, that's it. He's his rationale for thinking it's the best one is that he likes it the most. So good job, Rick. Thank you for defending that answer. All right, come on, give it to me. Is everyone in agreement on sharp cheddar? It cannot be a four-way tie here. No. All right. 
Oh. Mike, you got to be Italian with that last name. Are we going oh, with what's the, what's the, what's the, what are that, we doing? There are two qualifiers for this. Okay. If we're talking about a sandwich cheese, it has to be pepper jack. Okay. Because you get the bite of the pepper and the smoothness of the jack. It works beautifully. Okay. If we're talking about a topping for something, then it's either Parmesan or mozzarella. So, yeah. Okay. All right. I don't discriminate in my dairy. I am cheese friendly. Look at you. All cheeses are welcome here. Okay. All right. Scott, look on me. Scott, what is your cheese situation here, buddy? Well, since I am holy, holier than now, I uh, I would say Swiss. <laughs> okay. I'm getting who the dad joke person in the band is pretty quickly here. Okay. <laughs> okay, so. Yeah, it is actually. Usually. Actually, Mike's jokes are way funnier than Scott's. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right, Amy. This is it. You can't just sit there and look gorgeous and be very talented. You also have to have a firm and defendable stance on cheese. And the moment is now. Talk to me. What is it? Okay. Well, you know, I can't totally disagree with Michael because I liked his choices, but I actually really like a smoky provolone. Ooh, good choice. And I like that it's smoky. Yeah. It's very sultry. Exactly. It's like if. If eaten on fire were a cheese, perchance it could be a smoky provolone. Right, right. No, That's... chunky cottage, we're old. Yeah. <laughs> Large curd. Large curd, yeah. <laughs> oh. I've got the these, curd. these are not great words, chunky and curd. They're really not. This is, I don't know about this on the on the EPK, but we'll we'll have to figure that one out. So, okay, all right. So we have we have some mutual respect but we have four distinctly different opinions and we do not think we have solved once and for all the cheese Highlander question, but all right, you guys did very well. I appreciate that. Is everyone okay? Does anyone need a moment, a I, breath? I can eat over at Michael's house, but I'm not eating with these two. I'm just. Okay. There you go. They look very broken up about that, Amy. I have to tell you, they, <laughs> the sadness is just pouring off of them. Okay. All right. So listen, <laughs> I, I don't think we're going to have a more interesting question than that, but I might as well ask you a little bit of stuff about music. So why don't you guys start by taking me in the Wayback Machine? I want to know how each of you became a musician in the first place, and then we can talk about the little one-at-a-time situation where you guys added up to become Eden on Fire. So who's going to tell me how they became a musician first? Rick, how about you, since you love this so much? <laughs> Rick, please. I'm, I'm so happy. Um, I don't know if you could technically call me a musician right now, but I mean, uh, okay. I, I started when I was probably 16 and uh, just got that first, you know, Kmart guitar and just played it and played it and played it. And um, I, I just fell in love with it. You know, I, I listened to all the old school Black Sabbaths and when Judas Priest came out. And, Excellent. You know, I was just hooked. Yeah. Do you have any musical family or anything, or you just, you decided you heard the music and it made you want to play? Was that kind of what did it? Yeah. Yeah, it was. And, you know, I wanted to be a rock star. Yeah. You know. And then being a musician kind of unfortunately has to go along with that, I guess. I've been in bands with people who don't get that. They don't want to be musicians. They just want to be rock stars, but it's a good idea to do both. Yeah. You know, with the long hair and the, you know, all that stuff. But okay. some things didn't work out. Yeah. You know. <laughs> 
Okay, so it was you, your Kmart guitar, and a dream, and some Sabbath. I like it. All right, Scott, you're you're sitting next to him. You look so smushed. You look a little. You, you can kind of feel a little, 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 little pocket musician there. You just like squid. There we go. And yeah, you see, okay. you got to fight for your your couch space there, dude. So, all right, what was the deal? What 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 brought you and the bass together? Well, actually, I started out playing guitar when I was of like. Of course, you did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then everybody said I wasn't good enough. They said drop a couple strings. No. Um, I played in a couple couple band basement bands or whatever playing guitar and then uh I got asked to play bass and I really didn't want to give up my stuff but I went tried it out played we clicked so I turned around and took my carbon and my fender half stack and swapped it out for bass equipment and okay but yeah I mean I grew up playing and and loving like Dawkins, Queensryche. When I started playing guitar, I was really into uh, Slayer, Metallica, Overkill, Megadeth, all okay. the, the thrashers from back in the day. So. so all the boy bands, basically. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. I see. And then somehow you fell into metal from that. But okay. All right. So yeah. it's so funny to me how many bass players I talk to who are like, well, I wanted to play the guitar, but <laughs> we needed a bass player and, you know, and then, then that's it. But I, I find bass players to be a very particular breed. They're almost always kind of quiet. They don't necessarily want limelight. They end up sitting on couches like this. <laughs> so I think maybe deep down you were destined to be a bass player. But okay. Okay. Look at that. No, now he's now he's sitting tall. All right, Amy, I'm going to skip over you. I'm going to go to Mike for a second. All right, Mike. Tell me the origin story, Michael. Oh, geez. Um, I started in grade school trying to play all of the you know, grade school band stuff. I tried violin for you. It was awful. I tried trombone. It was even worse. Um, I decided to try my hand at bass and then realized I have dignity, so I couldn't do that. No. Um, <laughs> I, was, I was just I was horrible at anything involving strings. And a buddy of mine had a drum kit in his house, and I just kind of sat down and thumped around a little bit. I was like, oh, this is kind of neat. So I gave it a shot. Um, I started around like 16. I convinced my folks to buy me a cheap ass kit that had, you know, was kind of falling apart, but it was something. Kind of taught myself how to play. And, um, as far as, you know, wanting to play, my, I have an older brother who turned me on to metal, all the new wave of British heavy metal stuff. So, like early Iron Maiden, Def Leppard, and of course Metallica, and Sodom, and Tank, and all that stuff. So, I always had that stuff going on so my tastes and preferences always lean towards like the heavier and the yeah. faster stuff which okay. is i think helps with this lot you know a little, little trying, bit little trying, bit, yeah. trying to give a little more a little more uh meat and muscle behind some of the stuff i think maybe possibly okay Could all be. right I meat and muscle. <laughs> all right okay amy this is it talk to me <laughs> so I was born in, no. <laughs> um, so I started really young. Um, I've been all over the place. But um, when I was really little, um, I had a family, like grandparents that had pianos and organs and things okay. like that. Um, I started, yeah. We all have organs. We all have yeah. organs. Yeah. Generally, yeah. You know, we, we as humans like to do that kind of thing. But yeah, and we won't talk about any specific organs, Michael. 
Yeah, now that the next thing it comes out of my mouth, he's gonna have fun with. I learned to play my ear. Let's not talk about organs coming out of your mouth, Amy, because that's a whole other level of problem here. <laughs> right. So you yeah. had you had parents who had things with keys in their homes. We'll like, go with that. Yeah, the grandparents. And so I um, started to learn how to play by ear um, just on piano uh, for the most part. And then my parents said, hmm. So they um, bought me an old upright piano. Um, like I think they paid like a hundred bucks for it. It was like had broken keys on it, broken strings. I mean, this thing it was it probably if it had been in good shape. It would have been worth a lot of money because it was ancient and an antique. But it was falling apart. But I learned to play on that. Eventually, they got me some lessons. Um, but I um, I started writing music when I was probably about eight years old. Okay. Uh, and you know, it was little ditties here and there. Um, and then I went on to be, you know, a band geek in high school, um, junior high school, actually. Um, I started, well, in elementary school, started playing flute, and um, I was in always in chorus. So singing was really my big thing, though. So I okay. um, went on through school doing all that. But at, at age 16, I got into my first rock band, and I was bitten by the bug by then. So that, <laughs> that'll do it. This is it, you know, and of course I was always standing in front of my mirror with my hairbrush, you know, and wanting to be Pat Benatar and Hart and all those kind of things. So oh, yeah. <laughs> those were my big influences back then and uh, Vixen, bands like that. So, um, yeah, I was pretty much addicted to the rock scene by that time when I hit 16 and was in okay. a band and um, I went away to college for music for a little while. Um, I was a vocal performance major um, and then I dropped out to be a rock star. And it uh, didn't pan out the first time so well. I did that for a few years out in the Philadelphia region. Okay. Dropped out of the scene for a while due to some, you know, personal issues and um, back at it again. So that's sort of my long story. I love how we were like, I was a little girl and I did all these things. And then I went to college and then I was in this, and then this whole entire part of my life that I don't want to talk about happened. And here we are. <laughs> it just like, I was like, it was like, dude, where my breath? Yeah, I got you. I, I've li I've listened to your lyrics. I I have a sense of, of yeah. Life, but yeah. <laughs> you listen to my lyrics. Yeah, there's the filling. <laughs> yeah, that that that's that'll 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 color those ellipses just fine for anybody who's curious. And I I you know me, I only talk about the things people want to, but I just I, I appreciated that that uh, you know you got there, and so. We have you in 2020 sitting there at the beginning of the pandemic going, okay, I think I'm going to come back, start writing. And, you know, then what? It was you and Scott first, right? Got yeah. together? So, yeah, I was sitting down at my piano um, and it just all kind of came back to me. So quick, high level overview. I was in a really bad marriage and I got out of it. And Good for I, you. I had Fuck not that person. <laughs> well, not, but yeah, yes. <laughs> we don't like that guy. All right. Seriously. So I was um, in... in just I had writer's block all those years. I hadn't yeah. written anything for years and I sat at the piano and suddenly it all came flowing back to me and I started mm -hmm. cranking out all these tunes and I'm like, I need a band. Yeah, <laughs> I can't do this all by myself, you know, like I can't submit MIDI and drum loops. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it makes it cringe, yeah. um, you know, so um, yeah, and um, in, I had met Scott online, and he had told me, you know, he played bass, and he hadn't played in a really long time. I said, well, get your bass out, you know, and he said he could write, write some bass lines for me. So he started doing that, and then we were like, we need to find some more people. Right. So we went through a series of different people, and then Michael likes to tell part of this story. Um, wow. Yeah, so... <laughs> Mike loves this. We, we had... Um, a different I love how you're like, I'm not going to let him do it, though. <laughs> yeah, 
Okay, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let him chime in because he let, it's, it's a fun part of the story. Um, okay. We had a different drummer and a different guitar player that we were working with. And okay. during this time period, Michael reached out to me. Go ahead, I had heard something online, a couple of things. I thought it was kind of neat. And okay. I was without a band, so I shot her a message. Said, hey, so what you doing, Dave? You need a drummer? I'd be hit. Homewrecker. Homewrecker. No. Homewrecker. I see what you did. Homewrecker. <laughs> and uh, she, she told me no. She flat out told me no and said, uh, no, I've got someone. You suck. Go away. I didn't. <laughs> care. Fuck you and your drums and everything you love. I'm good. <laughs> At some point. Go away. I think I remember her saying that. Yeah. <laughs> this funny looking motherfucker message about playing. I got a drum. So, okay. I was suitably uh, rejected. I crawled away with my tail between my legs. And about, I don't know, a month and a half. So later, I get a message. <laughs> so, uh, Actually, <laughs> you know that drummer we had? <laughs> I was kidding. So, so want to play drums? <laughs> yeah, so I said none of those terrible things to him, just so you all, all know. All I, I literally said. Somewhere between some and none were said. That's that's what I'm getting here. Okay. I'm really sorry, but we have somebody already. And that's all I said. But He's not you and is far better. He's behind you going like this, just so yeah. you know. I know he is. I can see him. There's a lot of you can probably feel the breeze off his beard. So yeah, I can. I can. So anyway, we had these other two people that really just couldn't commit to the project. I mean, because I'm obviously very serious about it, and they were looking more of just like a jam band situation, and yeah, so I got you. falling by the wayside. And that's why I reached back out to Michael mm. and said, "Hey, listen, are you still available? Because this uh, these other people I'm working with backed out, and actually." it wasn't the worst thing in the world because I had seen him play after um, he reached out to me and I was like, wow. Okay. So I was really kind of hoping he was still available. Yeah, and sure. So I was very happy that he agreed to start working with us. So it became the three of us. Right. And I just say it's the only time my drumming has ever attracted a female. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of males, just no females. <laughs> well, you're here, aren't you? What? Yeah. <laughs> So then um, right it became the carousel of guitar players. I would oh, like yes. Familiar. <laughs> yeah, we, we, had, um, we had a guitar player that we worked with for a little while, um, and he just couldn't really commit. Um, we had another one that we brought on that um, just wasn't a good fit. He should have been committed. <laughs> Maybe. And um, so everybody kind of you know came and gone, and we auditioned so many people. Um, some even showed up. Some even showed yeah. up. Some did not. We have fun stories to tell about those auditions. Mm -hmm. but, um, then Rick came along, and I microchipped him, tattooed him with a barcode, and he's never allowed to leave. Well, because the first thing that really drew you to him was his deep and unabiding love of doing interviews, and you knew. I needed somebody like that. <laughs> That's yeah. right. You knew you needed an interview powerhouse. And uh, who, who better? And then right, right here. Yeah, exactly. all right here. Right. Right. You know, figurehead. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. We needed a spokesperson for the band. So, so as of as of 2021, you were complete, correct? Yes. OK, so this has been a hell of a fucking two years for this band because you guys are, I mean, obviously beloved in the indie music community that we traffic in, you and I, Amy, and, uh, you know, the music is obviously speaking for itself, but I think speaking 
of the music before we do anything else because in the chat everyone is clamoring for the song. We're going to start out by letting the two people who may not have somehow had internet access until just now and haven't yet heard Eden on Fire hear what you guys do and we're going to let everybody else who already knows and loves and follows and likes and subscribes to you thank you very much this fantastic band we're going to let them hear the newest single okay so this was what out october 13th yes friday the okay friday the 13th so there you go so tell everybody just a little bit about broken before we play it and then we'll come back and say more so broken is one of the songs that um was written um with the full band. Um, <laughs> um, I wrote sort of the baseline of that song all on piano and brought it to the band. A lot of the songs that we do, um, I pre-wrote again and brought them in. Um, not Am I gonna have to separate you two? You probably are going to have to, because they're just gonna talk over me. Ms. Um, Gold, I think you need to, to get these uh, get these students in check. I know your experience with that. Shh. Mom is talking. You too. Oh. So anyway, so you had written the bass line on, on the keys first and on the then keys, yeah, on the piano and, and brought it in and said, okay. And if you were just to hear it on the piano, it doesn't sound like a heavy tune. So I brought it to the guys and I said, um, here's this song. And they're kind of looking at me like, okay. And I'm like, I want it to be heavy. And they're looking at me like heavy. And I'm like, no, we need to make this song heavy. It needs to be heavy. So um, it became a progression of, of getting heavier and heavier. And there's actually a, a part in the song that's just this, where we go this junk, junk, junk. And they were just goofing around one day at rehearsal, messing around and did that. And I was like, oh yeah. And they were like, yeah. Wait, what? we're just screwing around. I'm like, no, it stays. That's you what know? I want, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm really, I'm really happy how it turned out. Um, and the, the, the theme of the song obviously is about, um, somebody letting somebody down. It's a, it's about, you know, thinking something was something and finding out maybe it wasn't. And, mm -hmm. you know, so mm -hmm. it, speak all those, all those ellipses, Amy. Yes. We <laughs> all right. So listen, guys, sit back, relax, enjoy. You're going to love this. If you haven't already heard it, this is the newest single by Eden on fire. This is broken. Just a 
So I so, have to say, like, I, this song, I, I figure, you know, cause I know, I know the band, I know the band's, you know, symphonic metal, I know the vibe, I know the feel. And so when this song starts and you have that beautiful piano over the guitar riff and it's very sort of pretty and I'm like, okay, I'm, I, I know it's coming. I know we're going to blow up into something. And of course we do. And I love how dirty this song gets. I just, it's so, I mean, I mean, I haven't said it yet because I think people who have seen you and, and I interact on Facebook and elsewhere, Amy, know that, that I at least love you. I don't know if you love me, but I, I at least love you and I love the band and, and I'm a huge fan. And, and I love the fact that this is a kick-ass fucking metal band fronted by a kick-ass fucking chick and, and all of that. But I, I, there's something about this particular song, and I think maybe it's the, the some of the chord choices that you guys made, which are not expected, which I love. Um, you know, there are places I thought maybe you're going to go here, and you went here, and I, I was here for it. Um, but I mean, this song just, it's a, as they say, as the kids say, this song is a banger. So I really, I was so excited that it was coming out so soon to when you guys were coming on because I really. I love anything that has the the bones of a of a fucking fantastic like hair metal ballad kind of thing, and I say hair metal in the best way because I love that shit. Um, but then has all these layers and all this complexity. So when you guys were in this process of okay, Amy comes to us with piano riff, and we're we're thinking okay, wait, you want this to be heavy? How what? So the three of you, the men. Talk to me about this process of going from, okay, here's Amy's riff, this is where we're starting. How did you heavify Broken together? Hmm. <clears throat> so if you listen to the piano part, it starts with that, that do 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 da do 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 mm -hmm. There's that two-beat pulse at the beginning. Yep. And that's what we latched onto. That's the meat of all the verses. Yeah. It's that, that two-note pulse. And then I blatantly ripped off new metal. <laughs> it is an absolute homage to Last Resort from Papa Roach. Okay. I'm feeling everything that's exactly what I ripped it off from, but it fits. In that way. one part of that main riff, yeah, I hear you, yeah. but yeah, okay. Just that, do that. Uh, uh, yep. and that's, yeah. The short, the staccato burst like that, that's what grabs you. And we just kind of started building around that. And to give it to to have the guitar not be a constant thing, it doesn't have to constantly play. I understand that, but it works yeah. here. It, it works um, here. To get it just to just to hit those accents along with along with Scott and myself to give it that the verses that feel. That yeah. That, yeah. That, yeah. That, that driving kind of yeah. And it's we hadn't done anything like that before. Yeah. No. And that's kind of a thing that at least I try to push us for with all of our songs to make them sound like you know it's the same band. But it's not every song is you know cookie isn't cookie cutter. Right. This is your meat and muscle, I assume. Something like that. Okay. I don't, I don't recall the construction of the chorus, how that came about. I'll just I just want to just shower love on the verse and everything because just I love that just that nice broken up thing and just yeah. make it this. Well, the very beginning of it too, Rick actually rewrote because the the verse line I had the riff down and then he came up with the guitar part with these different um, chords. Mm -hmm. And um, he was trying to scrap my piano riff. And I was like, no, that's not happening. Yeah. That never it, works, by the it way. It never works. <laughs> no. 
And I was like, no. I'll not stop you from trying though. So. <laughs> I like this progression better. And I'm like, well, it's a nice progression, but I'm singing over this part. And um, so, um, but. Your, your idea is very cute and also no. Yeah. <laughs> okay. exactly. But I didn't say no. What I said is this would be a perfect intro and interlude between the verses. And so that's what we did. We took the yeah. verses that he had come up with and made that the intro and the mm -hmm. interludes in between, which really fit well. So I think that was actually a very nice addition to yes. the song. <laughs> and, and the cool thing about the way we write that I enjoy is it might take us a month and a half or two months to put something together because it's mm. constantly evolving. Yeah. Just a little something. change. Yeah. Just, Just a, a small change, change here. A small, change. small change there. Yep, yep, yep. Okay. Yes. <laughs> no, but, but I mean, I, I think that that tracks for me too because one of the things that I would consider a, a hallmark of Eden on Fire's sound is just the level of dynamics that you guys are always paying attention to. Because a lot of bands, especially bands that consider themselves any kind of metal, sometimes the nuance of dynamic is sort of eschewed for, let's just make this as fucking hard and heavy and hot as we possibly can. And there's nothing wrong with that. But I love when a band understands that sometimes the quiet moments in a song are going to make all of the other shit just pop that much more. And so, I mean, there, there is through, through all of your stuff. And I know that there are just the three that are on like Spotify right now. You got fallen and listen to me and broken, but I've heard, you know, I went way, way back in the way back machine, you know, wake the monster and parasite and love bomb and all that. So, I mean, like, you know, you guys watching that and, and listening to everything, that is something that's a through line very much. You know, there's not any one idea. There's not any one volume. There's not any one dynamic. You guys are bringing it all the way up. You're taking it back down. There are these quiet moments. Then you've got a solo and then it blows the fuck back up. And like, and I love that because especially with a song like this, where thematically and Amy, your lyrics are generally, you are either really sad and processing something difficult or just fucking just ready to beat the shit out of somebody who presumably was making all the difficult stuff in the other songs happen. And I love it because like in my head as I'm listening to all your stuff, I'm going, okay, this is, this is sad Amy processing. This is Amy getting her Teletubbies boots on and just shit kicking this guy, you know? And, and, and I love that. I love that you have both because you need that and they make the other stronger. But uh, this song, and I love that interlude, I love that opening because it is, it gives you those breaths so that when you do bust the doors off the place, we're paying more attention because you brought us in for a minute at the beginning. So like, is that a conscious thing or is that just as you guys are, as you guys are writing and, and, and arranging and everything, is it kind of like putting everybody's thoughts together or is it kind of like, no, here we want to make sure we get quiet or we want to make sure that we have those moments. How much of that is planned or is it just kind of the, the way it all works out? <laughs> well, Michael's very famous for bringing some of that, that quiet time in, which is kind of ironic being the drummer. The drummer. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, he's Michael is wonderful at arranging. So, um, you know, he, he'll tell you he doesn't know any notes, but he's oh, really yeah. good at arranging things. So lots of times mm. we'll put stuff together and he comes up with great ideas for mm. switching things around and um, putting things together. But I would say from my perspective, when we're writing, things just kind of fall into place for us a mm. lot of times. We, we're all constantly giving input and coming up with different ideas. And, you know, lots of times we, we play banter, you know, with like, 
you know, sad face that we didn't get our part in the song or something, or <laughs> that Amy won't let them put their part in the song. <laughs> Rick, yes. <laughs> I do make sacrifices occasionally. Um, yeah, Just so. Like I do it because I love you and also because you're wrong. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, exactly. So, but we, I don't know, I feel like we really write very well as a team. And I think that's why you see all those different nuances because we're all giving almost equal input a lot of times yes. on the songs. And Mike does push us to really think about what we're doing. Right. It's, it's been since day one, since the first day I met Amy and Scott and talked about things. Um, I said I grew up listening to all that heavy stuff, but the bands I really love now is stuff like Trans Siberian Orchestra, Sabotage, music. I would say it does this. Exactly it's, that you saw my hand going. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In corners, it's not constant. And I think the, I've said that to every band I've ever jammed with, and no one has really taken it to heart as much as these folks have. Yeah. I mean, you think about the first song we released. There's no um, instrument other than piano for like the first half of the song. Right. That's that's our here we are song. Now, are you kidding? You're considering this fallen. This is the yeah. first really right. Okay, yeah. And I mean that that's another one that is. But yeah, I'll let you finish. But yeah, that that's 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 your that's your hello to the world as a as a full band. So it's the first thing they hear from us, and the band isn't in half the track, but it's still yeah. because yeah. because of how we built the song and where everything comes in that just. Right. That pause and I'm falling down is whoa! It's just yeah, it's, it's awesome. It's a lot better live. Um, so we've made it a point to not just have a song do this. There's moments of that for sure, but it, well, yeah, you you don't want it to be so all over the place that there's no hook, there's nowhere for the ear to settle. But you don't want it to be static either. So yeah, because play you know just sit back at least for the, the drum aspect. If I just sit back and play the same thing over and over and over for a whole song, be bored to hell. Um, yeah. It's got it's got to be interesting, but not so much that it's we're, we're playing to hear it. You know, there there's interesting to musicians, and then there's interesting to right. everyone else. Yeah. And, and the and Venn diagram of those are like boobs. They're just not. <laughs> there's very little that. Yeah, no, I, I I'm right there with you. We're yeah. trying to be in that area, and yeah, yeah broken is really. You want to be in the cleavage. That's where you're aiming. That's that's the, that's the sweet yeah. spot. Oh, yeah, you know. Motor boat. Oh. <laughs> You're just motorboating the dynamics. I like it. This is the weirdest fucking metaphor, but I am, I am, I am here for it. I, okay, so yeah, I mean, but I love that though that it is the drummer who is being the most mindful of that, you know, because again, a lot of times, especially with drums, if a drummer is doing too much, it is all you can pay attention to. It is all you can hear, and it obliterates everything else. So. I think having a drummer that's mindful of dynamics is good for a variety of reasons, but also wanting to make sure that there's there's variability in the song, but that it's not chaotic. That's a fine line. I, I couldn't have played in this band 15 years ago, hmm. 15, 20 years ago. I would, have okay. over, I would have overplayed everything. Okay. Because of where my mindset was at, you know, just thinking everything had to be busy, busy, intricate, busy, busy, busy. Hmm. And it only comes with time. I couldn't have, you know, I could have done it probably 10 years ago. As you get older, you kind of realize that the song matters more than how, what you're doing. You know, it, it's all for the song. And absolutely, absolutely. I'll stand behind damn near everything I've played for a song that, it, that suits the song more than my drummer's ego of wanting to play whacked out stuff. <laughs> all right, Scott, you're going to have to pipe down here, buddy. I'm afraid you're just too darn loud. 
I mean, you know, it's just this is it, it it's enough now. We've let you talk and talk and talk and talk. Enough, right. So yeah. So really really my whole outlook on our our songwriting is what she said. Is everything that Amy said? No. <laughs> so it's really um I love how Scott was about to have his moment in the verbal sun and Amy, you just snatched his voice right out of his throat. I'm listening to you, Scott. I'm laser focused on you right now. You're the only thing I can hear. Welcome to every rehearsal. We have. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Scott who? What? Yeah. We have a basis. So your, your, your thing, your thing is, tell me your thing. Bring your thing back out. Okay, my thing is, yeah. Bring my, no, okay. no, no. <laughs> Amy, Amy scared your thing away, and I'm going to bring your thing back out. So bring your thing back out. We'll be very nice to it. Go ahead. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so. Uh, Rick is loving this, by the way. Oh, I enjoy every minute. Of yeah, he loves it. <laughs> we got him blushing. He's oh, blushing. We got him yeah. Blushing. yeah. Woo, we have a competition. Right. We got him blushing. Make him blush, yeah. So. Okay. All right. But well, bring out your fucking thing, Scott. What do you want to say? All right. All right. So these, to me, these two are the are the ones that bring it, like in the beginning. That's, okay. That's how I feel. It's either Amy. It's one of the two divas in the band. It's either Amy or Rick. <laughs> so who start start out a song, come coming in with a little riff or whatever, and then okay. yeah, I mean. Whether it starts out with guitar or piano or whatever, it's uh it's a group effort. We all we all just jump in. I'm just a bass player, but I mean I throw in my my stuff here here and there. I even come up with ideas sometimes. I mean you You're you're also not allowed to say the words just a bass player. I am a big mouth on this show about pretty much everything, but especially the issue that the rhythm section is historically undervalued in music. If you are moving at all, it is the bass and the drums. Okay, so you are not just a bass player. Let's get that right. Yeah. Um, People can believe what they want to believe. Uh, it's a shame you guys don't like each other or get along because I feel like the band would be doing so much better if you did. It's yeah, just, you yeah. know, it's it's sad to see this level of hostility and tension. I really, I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to push through it somehow. But okay, so you, so Rick, you haven't, you know, besides that little bomb there, have not weighed in on this process of, of collaboration and kind of getting things together. So anything you wanted, any nuggets you wanted to drop? Well, I know in the beginning... When uh, when I would bring things in and I had to get over this, um, I would bring a couple riffs in, and then Mike would take them <laughs> and destroy them. Okay. And reassemble everything. Okay. Which was not what my intent a lot of times is, but most of the time it comes out for the better. Okay. So uh, Mike's really good at arranging, and we really it really is a group effort with all of us. You know we. And, even Scott provides a, a very good amount of input. Thank you, buddy. To everything that yeah. we do. He was so nice for like, like twenty-eight consecutive seconds there, and they just you know. <laughs> but no, I mean, I I, I think it, it, what I what I gather from you guys is that, and it and it's it's from both the music and just from the way that the band operates, because you know I I have people on the show 
who consider themselves more hobbyists than anything else, um, you know, and, and that's a self-assessment. And then I have people who, you know, definitely are in it. They want to get their music out there, but they're not really, you know, ambitious on a level of, you know, more than let's get the community to hear it. Let's get people to hear it. Let's see if people like it. And then I've talked to bands like sepsis, like, you know, Michael body and who, who Bate, I was, he got me saying his name wrong. Uh, that's a long story, but it's in the show, but um, you know, Michael Bate and, and sepsis where they're like, you know what? we have this vision. We know what we want. We know what we're going for. And I definitely get the sense, especially from you, Amy, but from all of you really that this is not, this is not a hobby, certainly. Um, and I think even just putting the band together, you were, you were, alluding to that or even outright saying it at points that, you know, you needed people who were going to fucking hang, you know, you needed people who were committed to it, who had the drive and, and knew what you were going to do with this. And I think that, you know, the fact that you have come together as I was going to say four strong personalities, but I'm going to say maybe three and Scott. Um, <laughs> um, because poor Scott, I get the feeling is just, he, he probably has a little pillow in the corner that he's allowed to sit on while everybody else tells yeah. him what to do. Right. But so three strong personalities and Scott, but that you've managed to make this still a collaboration because it could so easily with the combination of talent and ambition and opinion or perspective, if we want to call it that, it could be a shit show, right? It could be an absolute just mess and fighting and whatever. And I, I get the familial, you know, snipping whatever thing that you guys are doing, but clearly you all love each other. But like, is it is that something that, because you said, Rick, and you also said, Mike, in your own way, like both of you have kind of mentioned the idea of like, well, I had this idea and then <laughs> mm -hmm. it became something other. And like, it, it sounds like you're more interested in a, the service of the song, as you said, Mike, and B, just the overall trajectory of the band and what you want it to be than your particular parts. But how hard is that, at least, especially at the beginning to go, whoa, okay, like I had this riff or I had this drum part or I had this, mm -hmm. you know, these this, this riff on the keys or whatever this that I was going to do and now we're not there. Has that always been, all right, I'm cool? Or did you guys actually have to sit down and have a little conversation about how that was going to go. I think Rick's beat his pillow quite a bit when he got home. <laughs> yeah. On a lot of Saturdays and Sundays. I'm going to say, I, just from my perspective, like, um, I probably haven't sacrificed as much as everybody else has, but I, that's one, one nice part about starting the band, I guess, is that you, can, you have that right. You know, a lot of times though, I'm not the one coming with riffs. So that makes gotcha. sense. But, um, like like our, our song "Heartless Bitch," we cut out an entire verse. I sacrificed a whole bunch of lyrics, okay. uh, you know, and that was a little hard to do, but it was for the better of the song. Mm. Um, I don't think any of us have ever fought in real in real terms. Impressive. We, like we right. seriously joke about it. Yeah. And day like you know, there's still little jokes about you know things that are happening in the studio with some of our songs that we may or may not be doing and that might be cutting people's parts out <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and there's so just, much subtext in this episode don't 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 strangle the golden goose watch that throat we don't you know but we don't i mean just seriously we're a family um we uh, it's so clear it's yeah. so, no, but, and and I don't. I'm not going for like the shit stirring question there. My my curiosity is more because you've obviously managed to make it work. You yeah. all you all get along. It's affectionate, but 
it is, it sounds like there's been calibrating from everybody along the way. And, you know, in those moments where, you know, maybe two of you have a really strong view of how the song is best served, how do you make that? Because a lot of bands don't figure that out and then end up breaking up over shit like that, but you guys are doing it. So I guess that's more the question I'm asking is like, how have you managed to meld all of this stuff and still be cool with each other and then end up figuring out what is ultimately best for the song, even if it's not what you particularly thought it was going to be? I, I do a lot of heroin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, one way to go. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Oh my God. So I really don't. He does yeah. not. Um, <laughs> I think it's maturity. I really do. Okay. I mean, I mean well, Whoa, there's a lot what? of, there's a lot of immature things yeah. that happened at band practice, but yeah. uh, honestly, we're all very mature individuals yeah. for the yeah. most part. Um, I, I think, you know, none of us are spring chickens except for me, but um, right, yeah. Of course. You, uh, barely blushing at 21. I mean, really, it's the absolutely, absolutely. Uh, so, no, but seriously, we've all been around the block, and I think we're all taking it so seriously yeah. um, that there's just, I don't, I don't think anybody seriously has a major ego here. I mean, we joke about it, um, but, you know, Scott is a little bit problematic, but stop. <laughs> Amy's gonna see this later, Mike. You realize that, right? I'm just gonna, we're gonna, just gonna throw that out there that this will be broadcast at one point. Yeah, we can see everything Mike's doing. I oh, that's true. Okay, there you go. <laughs> no, I hear you. And again, I, I think that w one of the things that you guys have really been blessed with in, in, in being a band together is that you do clearly have all of you good instincts. Right. Because sometimes you have people that have a lot of opinions about what should be happening with the music and it's not necessarily the best instinct about it either. And so, I mean, when you have a song like Fallen, OK, so you start with that. That was 2020. Right. That, so that had to be one of the first things that you I know it was the first song you released. But Amy, was it one of the first things that you wrote? Um, I'm trying to remember. It, it probably was one of the first few. Yes. That OK. I sat down and wrote. Yeah, it was one okay. that, that we brought to the band anywhere with some other things that we'll never approach as a band that weren't really what the first song we ever did? Um, was it Brigade or was it Parasite? Parasite, Parasite was the first one. That okay. We, we okay. sat down as a band, but Fallen was like the third song that we, we started to write together as a band. Okay. Um, the reason that that got released first, it wasn't our intent to release that one first, um, but we had a radio station that heard it live and said, please tell me that you have a copy of this that I can play on the station. And we said, um, we are going to prioritize that so that yeah, you Yeah, smart. <laughs> <laughs> so we did, we made it our first release and, and I was really, I mean, I don't know how everybody else felt about it. I was very nervous about that being our first release because I thought this could go either way. Right, um, right, this, right. This could make us an adult contemporary band. <laughs> oh my God, what a thought. Or, or um, people are going to be like, oh, wow, you know, so I, I didn't really know what would happen. Um, so well, I, and, I, and I hear you because, again, for I'm sure everybody watching has heard it. And if you haven't, you're going to go listen to it as soon as this interview is over, I know. But like that is a song where you are taking a risk because it does not start the way it finishes at all. And so, you know, when you have this TikTok generation with zero attention span and you're hoping that people are going to stick in long enough to hear the song open up. Right. It right. is a risk. But I mean, look, let's also 
be real about what you're bringing at the beginning of that song. First of all, Amy, you have a tremendous voice, which I know you already know, but I mean, it's so funny to me that you mentioned Pat Benatar and, and Ann Wilson at the beginning, because I'm hearing, I'm hearing Pat Benatar mostly mainly, but also like Bonnie Tyler and like all these big, big vocals. And like, just, so you've got this voice, which is already distinctive because your timbre is very specific. You know, you've got, you've got a real alto like a strong alto, but then you can also end up in the rafters, which that's what you want, right? Especially for a metal band. So you've got the voice hooking you in. And then the keys, I think anytime you have something like that, where, you know, it's sort of, it's, it's softer and it's quieter, but there's tension in that opening. It's not, it's pretty, but it's not like, oh, it's not adult content. Oh my God. Like, it's <laughs> like, I mean, I don't know. It would be like you coming out dressed like Mr. Rogers, Amy. Like, I can't even picture it. You know, it doesn't make any sense to me. Um, or, or, you know, or Miss Gold, I guess. We, I have kind of seen you in that Sandy from Grease vibe thing. We'll get to that. But like, no, but I mean, like, it's, it is a trust thing, right? To say, okay, it's got to help though having a radio station say, we want to play this though, because yes. they know what people are listening to and what they're not. So they're not going to pull something, but I do know you guys also change things up when you play them live. Right. So was the live version that the radio station heard pretty similar to what we end up hearing on Spotify or very, very I similar. So. I mean, there's okay. more bag of vocals and things like that, that happen right. on the recorded version, but for the right. most part, yeah, it's the same. Yeah. There's okay. a huge difference between what's recorded and what we do live. Oh yeah. There's minor differences, but nothing earth-shattering. Well, well, yeah. I mean, but it it's. I mean, some of it, first of all, is just there's a level of energy that I think that is very hard to capture in the studio. And you guys get as close as you can, but like, there is something about seeing people on stage. Amy's over there flinging her hair. You know, you guys are stepping off stage, walking around like you guys perform. You don't just play, and that's another thing too that you have to be able to do if you want to be a successful band, because there are the people that act like their feet have been stapled to the floor, right? So you can't, you can't really engage an audience like that. But I mean, it, it's, uh oh, what is, what, who are we, who are we glaring at now? Who's getting maligned at this moment? Oh, that would be me again, but you know. What are you expecting him to do? He's yeah. just the bass player, he said. Right? <laughs> you're the one who says that all the time, so I mean. I say you're only I mean, the bass player. I mean, Rick and I jump. Rick and I jump together, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see you guys on tables. I see you guys walking around. Yeah, I mean, but, but I mean, again. He's just watching them. <laughs> Scott's like, wow, look at that. That's cool. Oh, wait, I should be. <laughs> You're there for the show. Yeah, yeah. No, but, okay, so, but, I mean, so, the, I mean, that's a pretty big endorsement right off the bat that you guys are playing live and you have somebody come up to you and say, hey, I want to put this on the radio. So, I, I wanted to also make sure that we mentioned that you do have an album that is coming out. I do not know when, I don't know if you know when, and I think it's very aptly titled, right? This is, is it still being called Unresolved? Is this the, okay. <laughs> so is the release date still unresolved? Do we have a sense? I know you guys have been in the studio a lot, but. Um, it's still unresolved. Um, okay. Right now we're just chipping away at singles and yeah. we'll probably release some more singles. Um, we have a couple more songs that are not completely tracked, but uh, when is all said and done, there's going to be 10 complete songs and possibly a bonus track. So okay. um, we're hoping sometime within the next year here, we should sometime have it out. Sometime between now and 2030. Yeah. 
I like it. I like it. You're you're giving us a time frame. Um, and then we can just, we right. can just anytime in there, you, you've, you've, you've been true to your words. So no, but so now how many of the songs that I've heard on YouTube, on Facebook, you know, how many of those, if, if you're willing to say, and if you guys are keeping the set, the track list rather, you know, top secret beyond the, the singles that you released already, that's obviously fine too. But I mean, are we going to hear things like Make Me Bleed? Are we going to hear things like Queen Bee? Are those things showing up on the album? Are those... You're batting um, 500, honey. So, um, actually, <laughs> make, make Me Bleed will be on there. Um, Queen Bee will not. Um, we, okay. did not we did not have that one at the time. Um, we tracked these about a year ago. Queen okay. Bee is a newer song for us. Um, the, the songs that we're playing out right now, there's two. Queen Bee and Heartless Heartless. Bitch were not tracked. So, those are newer. Um, we've got another new one we're going to be coming out here with here real soon. But um, so there's 10 songs in total. So anything other than that that you've heard um, will be on there. Okay. Excellent. Excellent. So, and then in terms of, um, and I feel like I, I want to, you know, I don't even know how the guys are going to handle this particular question, but Amy, I'm going to ask it anyway. Like, obviously, you know, this band started with you you know, and you are the, 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 the voice and, and all of that. And I mean, not equating us in any way, but I'm, I'm usually the only chick in my bands too. So I know that's a very specific dynamic and, and when it's with the right people, as it clearly is for you guys, it's a very good one, but being a female fronted band, especially a metal band is a very specific thing to exist within. How are you finding that the responsibility of it the dynamic the expectations all of that they are giving such a look what are you michael i'm not <laughs> yeah, they were actually with? it's ridiculous um you know in terms of um with these guys or you mean in the scene in general no, just the whole thing i mean because it it is i mean i i think that when you are a woman fronting a band of any kind you know the eyes are very much on you there's a whole lot baked into that some of which is explicit some of which is tacit you know i mean generally you know you can exist in a band where and luckily you guys don't do this but like you know, I've been in those bands where I've said before, I come on stage, you know, dressed like Stevie Nicks and the guys behind me look like I picked them up at Home Depot right before the gig, right? Where it's like, there's this complete imbalance in the look. You guys, as I said, do not do that. But like, you know, so that idea, the expectations of how you're going to look and how you're going to sound and the level of energy and all of that. I mean, I guess really what I'm asking is whatever it means to you, if anything, and if it's just like, man, I'm just a chick singing in a band, that's fine too. But like, is there anything about being a female-fronted metal band that you find particularly difficult, great, both? Um, you know, okay, so about, you know, years and years ago when I was doing this, it was extremely hard because um, there wasn't as many of us, and so we weren't mm. taken seriously at all. So in the mm. scene situation, it was really difficult. I think it's a lot more acceptable now, and mm. um, I think we get a little more respect than we used to. Um, in terms of what goes on here, um, you know, there probably is a little bit more responsibility with trying to kick it up, like um, getting them to dress a certain way. Now, Michael, of course, is going to wear whatever he wears behind the drum kit so he doesn't die of heat exhaustion. And he's a very good idea. Yeah. <laughs> um, the the other two, the other two, you know what I mean? So, um, you know, like I come out and you've seen some of my outfits. I come out in the, you know, metal um, chick goth outfits and what. Oh, yeah. And um, so, you know, them coming out in khakis and, 
you know, Adidas shoes <laughs> isn't, isn't going to work. I want to so, see that. I know. Uh, you know, some chinos and some. So I, you know, yeah. I'm kind of over time. I thought you said Cheetos, and I was like, I want to see you in a Cheeto yeah. suit now. That would be fabulous. But well, yeah, no, I hear you. Like the like the, yeah, che right. the cheetah, Cheeto Cheetah. Well, and again, I, I don't want to seem to be reducing being a, a female fronted band to fashion because I hate when people do shit like that. So I don't even just mean that. But like, I mean, clearly you guys have a look, you know, you as a front person have a very like you draw people in. You've got the hair, the makeup, you're beautiful. You can and more much more important than that. You can sing and play your ass off. Right. And write really well and all that. But I mean, like, it's, I guess the thing is, and you, you, you basically answered it, you know, I guess one of the questions I was asking about, you know, in the scene, because I, I, I've noticed that if, if, whether it's me or someone else, you walk in to watch a band play, and if there's a woman in the band, inevitably people will assume that she's the singer and nothing else, right? It's like, oh, you sing. Well, okay, sometimes yes. Sometimes it's the bass player. Sometimes it's the drummer. Sometimes, you know what I mean? And so... That's kind of I, I I always ask the question because we we haven't had too many women on the show actually. Um, you know, we had Melissa from Sepsis, um, we had Militia from AOD. There's the AOD reference, you know. But I mean, for the most part, you know, especially in the metal scene, it is still men, right? Yeah. And so, I mean, I get that. I don't feel like I need to ask the question about within the band because you guys obviously all respect each other and they listen to you because if they don't. Oh my God. <laughs> but I mean, like, are you, do you find in terms of booking venues? Do you find in terms of studio time? Do you find, does that back up on you at all in any way? Do people, you don't seem to take any shit, which is great. So I gather that once people meet you, they understand what you're capable of. But do you find even just getting in the door with venues can be tricky or is it helpful or what do you think? You know, I don't know about with venues as much. Um, you know, <clears throat> what I do find though is lots of times when we show up to a gig or something like that, you know, somebody will be, somebody will ask me like, Oh, are you a girlfriend of the band? You know, I'll get that a little, um, you know, um, things like that. You know, you, you get that sort of opinion that you yeah. want to be somebody on the side. Um, and you're a side piece. You know, um, or a side piece, but okay. You know, I don't know that it's any harder to get in with the venues. Um, I'm really persistent. So mm. I don't. Yes, you know. have to be. Um, yeah. Um, I think in some ways, sometimes it's easier. Um, you know, sex sells. And so sometimes I think. I can yeah. sometimes get the attention of some of the venues um, a little easier, maybe, in mm -hmm. that, which isn't fair either. But, you know, it is what it is. You know what, though? If that's the way the industry is going to make it, you might as well use it to your advantage, right? right. I mean, like that, that's, you know, it, it, it's, you're not the one that put the system together that way. But so, right. I mean, yeah, I, and I, I think I, I love the fact that you all, you are equal in the band, but Amy, you do clearly have to step out front a lot. Were you always this confident as a performer or is this newer? Um, I've been performing for so many years. I don't know when that actually happened. Okay. Uh, even when I took time off from rock music, I was performing in classical music. I was right. doing um, community theater. Theater, yeah, yeah. I've always been on a stage in some form or another. So, um, yeah, but that, that doesn't always mean you've been confident in it, though. Yeah, but I'm just trying to think of when it happened. I have also done a lot of public speaking um, in jobs that I've had. So um, I've kind of always sort of felt at home in front of people and on stage and stuff. Mm -hmm. so 
um, you know, probably in my, like I'd say probably in my thirties or so, I, I started to feel that way. Um, dating myself now. Um, so, but yeah, I, it, I, I think too partly it's that I, I also manage the band. So um, I'm out front a lot more because of that. Yeah. 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 But yeah, I, I don't know. Um, I just, um, when I step on stage, I feel at home. So that's sort of my thing. Yeah. Yeah. All right. No, I mean, I, 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 it's clear, you know, but you, you guys, one of the things that I love about watching you perform live, or at least the recordings of watching you perform live is that you also all interact with each other on stage which is, that is so hard to get bands to do sometimes. I have been, maybe you all have in those bands where you're, you know, engaging and the other person is looking at their shoes or their music stand or, you know, off into space or whatever. And I love the way that you all, with the exception, I guess, of poor Scott, play with each other <laughs> while you're, and especially Rick, you, you and Amy too. So, I mean, as the guitar player, Rick, yes. you, in, you interview lover you, as the guitar player, do you find that your, because you you mostly have these big solos in these songs, but I feel like there are some songs where you're not bringing yourself as front and center. Do you, when you're on stage, is that your moment? Or are you just waiting for that solo? Is that my moment? I don't know. Um, well said. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't know how to how to answer that really. Um, I do enjoy that part of it for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. There's the conscious thing. Okay. And are your solos always like note for note from what you're recording or you play around when you do them? No. Right. Okay. Mike is vigorously close. pretty close. Okay. Yeah. So I try to, I try to keep them somewhat close, but okay. things always go different directions live, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like if you hit your head on a, Air conditioner unit, sometimes it messes up your solo a little bit. Oh, has that did that? Because I know I saw a video where, where you were on the table. Did, was that the one you actually hit your head on the? He's done that which, more than once. But. Oh. <laughs> that but yes, that, that's happened before. There, there's been some close calls on some tables that have uh, wheels. Oh, yeah. You jumped oh, over shit. and they had wheels. Yeah. Okay. Might want to check on that before you go climbing up on it. It's not a skateboard, dude. That's a okay. Yeah, we we gotta we gotta protect the merchandise here in this band. You know, no skating on table. But I love that though. I love that you guys really do. And and it's whether you're you know in a packed place or you know it's a smaller venue. You guys are performing at the same level of energy. And I think that commitment is so important because. You really like you didn't know that person from the radio station was in the crowd that night that they heard Fallen, did you? Um, I think I don't even know if he was actually there. there he, he watched a video, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, okay. Uh, but he has come to see us since then. So I'm not totally sure if he was there or not. Okay. Him. Okay. But you just that's what I mean, though, that you never know. Yeah, exactly. You never know when you're performing who's going to end up being there, who's going to end up hearing it later. So, so okay. So I, I wanted to get into a little bit more. Um, we've talked about the songwriting process, but like you guys have, um, you know, there aren't a million songs that we need to go through where I feel like we could talk about each one a little bit more in detail. So when you were writing Fallen, talk to me about literally in depth, I want to know, like the process of that song, because it had to have been... If you're sitting there, Amy, telling me, I don't know how long you were out of the, the 
the music business, but like if you were away from it for any length of time, coming back and feeling like all of a sudden you're sitting down and everything is just opening up, that's got to be pretty intense. That's got to be pretty emotional. Was Fallen the first one that you wrote? I mean, I know that you said it was one of the early ones, but like what were those early ones like? Were you, did they just come falling out of you? Was it like I have a riff, but like you said, I need a band, but was it, to help bounce ideas? Was it to just get this stuff out into the world the way you wanted it? How did, how did you feel coming back into it like that before everybody else kind of so came into it? It's almost like a cathartic therapy at first. I sat down at the piano and I just, I opened up a notebook that I had written a couple of chords down because I had been trying to write for years and just, it never happened. Hmm. I said, what are these chords? There's something. And I started to play something. And I actually wrote a song for my son, um, oh. the first song that I wrote. Um, and it's it's not a song that we'll probably ever do in the band. It's not really an Eden on Fire type of material. <laughs> um, but you know, maybe someday a solo album or something. But yeah. um, when she's done with us, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, Tired but, of our shit. but it's yeah. Um, but yeah, it was a song that I wrote for my son um, and kind of about our experience that we had been through. And it was mm. kind of a song to try to tell him, you know, that things are going to be better now. Um, and so after that, then some other songs sort of came. Um, and then Fallen was one of like the first band worthy songs that I wrote. Um, mm -hmm. I hadn't had MIDI. Um, I was just writing on piano. And then I, I had a piano, I have a, a digital piano and it has a MIDI hookup on it. And I was like, you know, I never got the stuff to actually hook this shit up. Let me, there's gotta be stuff to do it these days that's easier. Cause back then it was like, right. uh, now it's USB. And I was like, oh, Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> I hooked it all up and I was like, oh, the clouds parted and I had all these instruments. And um, so I wrote Fallen, um, but as I was writing Fallen, I don't know, like you ever, you know, I'm not like particularly super religious or anything, but like, I feel like some divinity happened when I wrote that song. Cause I look back and I think to myself, did I write that? Because, oh my God, like, I don't know how I wrote that. It's like, yeah. I don't feel like my piano skills were that great. And I wrote something that is much better than I thought I could do. Mm -hmm. Um, and, um, yeah, it just kind of flowed out of me. And the, the song is obviously about a really dark time. So it's a pretty song, but it's a very dark. Oh song. yeah. Oh yeah. Um, so I was in a very abusive relationship just to kind of give it a high level overview. Yeah. Um, and so it was about not being able to escape that. And I had to actually tell my mother, um, when I wrote the song to know that when she listened to it, please know that I'm not in this place now. Mm, this is a right. Right. Back on where I was, not where I'm at now. Yeah, I yeah. Losing her mind, she thought I was back there again. So, oh yeah, uh, yeah. So that's how that kind of came to be. And then some more songs came along after that, and more like Brigade is one if you've heard that. And oh yeah, Brigade, and those were songs that I wrote before the band. A um, couple more, and then I was like, all this stuff. I'm like, I can't self-produce these. You know what yeah. I mean? I can't send these to a, a, a record label and say, here's my MIDI. <laughs> <laughs> I'm starting a whole new sound, guys. <laughs> Just, we're bringing the MIDI songs back. Yeah. So, I mean, everything else was okay. You know, my bass lines were really not all that great. But, um, you know, the drums and the bass were pretty lacking. And my guitar skills aren't really good on a keyboard. Are you so. talking about the ones that I did with you? 
Yeah, no. Wow. I did on MIDI. I was like, wait a minute. What's going on? So that's the other. Yeah. You right. know, Scott, Scott, don't worry, honey. They're going to insult you enough you don't have to go looking for it in I things know, that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's so used to it, though. We're playing. Yeah, so, yeah I'm, pretty, I'm behaving for sure. But, yeah. I mean, but, but Amy, that, I mean, that's, you know, that's tremendous. First of all, I'm so happy that you're out of that. I'm happy that you're out of that situation. I'm happy that you're out of that. Happy is a is a stupid word for it. I'm relieved for you. I, I, I empathize with you more than you may know. And, and I think that it's to take a song like that, where the, the, it is fallen. It is so beautiful. Even when it opens up, it still is right. It's hard as shit, but like, it's still, but those lyrics just punch you in the throat. Like, and, and one of the things that I was so happy about is that guys, when you go on Spotify and you listen, there are lyrics, for all of the songs, okay? So you, I mean, you can hear them clear as day anyway, but you can you can actually sit with them for a bit. And I mean, this idea of, you know, like, I'm just, it, it's even the refrain, I'm falling, I'm falling, I'm falling. It's so heart-wrenching, you know? And it just, I love that you have a song that is so vulnerable and so dark and so raw lyrically and then you've done what you've done with it musically. That juxtaposition is is fantastic to me because even when it opens up, it's still sludgy, you know, it's still heavy and dirty. And it's it's got that there's something and it's so funny because I, I, I wish I had a better vocabulary around metal, but I really only really, really started listening to it intently maybe seven, eight months ago when I started meeting the community. You know, I did all my King's X and Queen's Reich and everything back in the day, but then like, you know, but there's a certain kind of feeling in some kinds of metal and some of the songs, okay, especially in I think symphonic metal lending itself to that feeling where there's just so much portent in the music. There's so much, as I said, tension and emotion, and there's just this feeling that is building, you know, and, and when you've got the music doing that, and then you've got, first of all, lyrics that you can understand, which I'm always so happy when I'm listening to anything that's metal. And I'm like, oh, I know what they're saying. I'm excited, you know, but like, you know, but when you've got it lyrically too, and I'm sitting there and I'm going like, oh man, this is like, I'm, I'm in it. I'm fucking feeling this song. But the, the lyrics are so personal and they're so meaningful and they're so difficult you know that's just a a soul cry that song you know you're not and i and i i understand why you had to make that call to your mom right because there's a difference between being in that place and processing having been in that place and it's a really big difference but even the way that th there's a certain element to that vocally where I could feel that you weren't just singing about somebody else's experience. You weren't just singing about somebody else's story, you know? And then to have the guys, I mean, guys, you, you get a song like that, you know, and lyrically you see what you're responsible for from the musical side of that. How much did that play in to what each of you did with that song? to get it to where it ended up being. Do you guys even know the lyrics? I know. <laughs> oh my God, this would be the worst thing ever if they're like, I don't know what she's I'm saying. I'm kidding. Because no, I, know. <laughs> like, I don't know what you're saying. Yeah. There's a few. Uh, I'm, you sure yeah. you're singing? 
Now, I know for me, you hear a song like that, and it, it's really important to be careful with it. Like, when yeah. I say to be careful with it, you know, you want to keep yeah. it very driving. And then when I know for me, when it came to the solo, I want to be very particular about the notes that I played, how mm -hmm. I played them, make mm -hmm. sure it fit within the song, you know, mm -hmm. so it keeps that momentum going and that drive yeah. going. You actually kept some of what I had I done. I did. I had, I had done a guitar solo on my keyboard. My keys. Yeah, yeah, okay. You know, mm -hmm. and when I had originally recorded this on MIDI, and he kind of emulated some of that. And I was like, you can do whatever you want with that, Rick. You don't have to, you know, copy what I did. Yeah. But it was important to me to keep that element in the song. Yeah. You know, yeah. written it. It went very well. It was a nice piece of composition or whatever you want to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very well. And then on the second half, I kind of did what I, you know, did my thing. Okay. And and I mean even tonally with that solo, it's 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 one of the brightest things sonically in that song. You know, there's something about it that definitely lifts the ear out of that, you know, that sort of sludgier, dirtier grounding that you guys have with the low end and everything. And and I, I appreciated that that you first of all, you didn't overcomplicate it. You know, it's a it's a it's a great solo, it's exactly where it needs to be, it does everything it needs to do. But you could have turned that into some big shreddy over the top whatever and i think it would have drowned the song you know and i love when i hear bands making smart choices like that in the music where you know like you'll hear something and it's exa everything's in balance and then all of a sudden there'll be a solo or there'll be you know like a, a drum fill or there'll be something that just kind of pulls you out of it you know and that that song is such a moment you know the whole song i i really um you know it was it it was that's a song that makes you sit up and notice what the band is going to do because you're already taking on heavy shit lyrically you know you've got to support that and make that work musically it also has to be something that is catchy and engaging enough where the audience isn't just weeping and walking out the door you know what i mean like there's a lot to balance and yep. I mean, thematically, you guys do, you know, as I said, you know, I, I, at least from the stuff that I've heard, the lyrics are in, in generally two very different camps, as I said. You know, we have this really heavy stuff like Broken, like Fallen, where, you know, I guess we're reviewing, Amy, where you were, right? And then, you know, you've got like a listen to me. Right, which guys, first of all, if you have not seen the video yet, you need to, you know, get a get a get a, a cup of something and have some time. <laughs> Cause they, 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 they yeah, this is yeah, this is a cinematic endeavor. They they did not rush it, but this video is hilarious and 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 it's awesome. So I mean, do you guys wanna talk about the video a little bit? The because it's such a different feeling <laughs> you know you go from you know fallen to listen to me to broken and like i'm with you right but like you're gonna i'm never sure when a song starts where the lyrics are gonna take me and whatever but listen to me it sounds like you guys had a fucking blast and i gotta think filming that video you also had a blast we sure did yeah i mean like just just to frame it up for everybody quickly before they get into it like so you know they made a movie pretty much like it was like a tiny movie but it was a movie and i'm laughing because amy you in that outfit 
It was, it was so, so like, I know everybody's seen Greece. I know Kurt is, you know, sleeps with a copy of, of Greece too under his pillow and all that from Crypt 13. But like, you know, you come out in this, you got the, the horn rim glasses and like basically the poodle skirt and whatever. I'm Amy Gould, the new substitute teacher for Mrs. Kuhn's summer school music class. And it's like, okay, this is Miss Gould walking into a school as a substitute teacher and I'm already laughing my ass off because I'm like, there is no way she's gonna end this video in that outfit. And I'm like, I know it's coming. I just need to see how they get there, right? So we should have filmed some performance shit with you in that outfit. Right. Yeah. Oh my god, no. That would have oh, been great. That's the B roll. I, you guys died when they saw me, and then I came out in this outfit, and they were like, "What?" I was turned on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I thought, I, okay. I thought it was kind of cool. Oh. All right. So now we know Mike has a uh, a school marm kink. That's good to know. That's. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, me. Scott. That was me. Yeah. No, but you said you were turned on, didn't you say that? Oh, I said Scott. No, was. She, he pointed to me. And oh, said, I see. Okay, so you have the school marm fetish. Okay, good to know. Good to know. You might be wearing a school marm outfit under that jacket. Maybe that's why it zipped all the way up. We don't even know. We don't even know. I'm talking about you, Scott. Oh, me. <laughs> I can see what Amy's wearing. But okay, so so this video is fantastic. So tell me, talk to me about the concept. And the, the, I got to hear about filming that because I, with the four of you, it must have been a ruckus. I'm amazed you actually got anything done. But like, it's such a cool concept. So who put that together? How did you guys decide on the school sub okay. thing, the janitors, all of that? So I came up with the concept, sort of. Um, okay. The original idea I had was, okay, so the song is Listen to Me, you know, and, and obviously it's about a relationship. It's about, you know, being in a relationship and somebody really not hearing what you're saying, you know, maybe halfway listening, or we got our cell phones in our hands, we're not paying attention to what people are saying, and you're losing this relationship because you're not paying attention to what I'm really saying. Oh, yeah. um, so that's really the premise of the song. But I thought, you know, as in typical 80s style videos, which I love, and I miss those days, um, I'm tired of all the videos, like, I mean, everybody does great videos, but they all seem to have the same sort of premise these days, you know, where he's sort of in the warehouse or they're at the railroad tracks or in the woods and stuff. And I wanted something different. I'm like, I want to yeah. go back to that old school feel. I want a story. Yeah. So, I, well, listen to me. What's what better way to portray that than a bunch of rowdy students that won't listen to their teacher. And so originally my idea was to make these doofuses my students. students. Okay. And then, you know, but then everybody's like, oh, hot for teacher. And I'm like, well, no, I don't want to go that route. You know, yeah. I want to be <laughs> kids and me be a doofy looking teacher like I was. And then at some point I would switch over to the rock star kind of look. Um, so, but I had no idea how to go about it, any of this. So I, but I have some teacher friends. So I reached out to um, my teacher friend who um, was just wonderful about it. Um, and I said, hey, what are the odds that we would be able to use your classroom for something like World this? School. And, yeah. and she was like, I think, I think that's a fabulous idea. Let me check. Oh, and, see. and within like an hour or two, she got back to me and said, it's a done deal. When do you want to do it? And I was like, Shit. what? Yeah. <laughs> you know? and, and I'm like, well, yeah, I mean, Okay, so, and she's like, oh, and she got back to me like, you know, an hour later and said, by the way, there's a couple of teachers here that would love to probably be involved and I'm gonna see if- Okay. And so, um, 
we ended up, one of them couldn't, but the other one um, uh, we went and met with, um, who ended up playing the principal in the- Oh my God, guys, he's <laughs> hilarious. You just want to punch that guy from the second you see him on camera. The students, and I use that term loosely, are the dregs of society. And like, you're, su you're supposed to want to do that. Like, he just looks so like middle management, every bureaucratic, like high school principal, whatever, ever. It was, he was perfect. Right. It's James Howells. He wrote the script, actually. So when we went right. when we met with him, he actually does like um, amateur horror films and stuff. So he, um, oh, cool. him. I didn't have any idea he was going to do this, but he had written a full script with a dialogue and everything for us. And so he had rearranged it to be different where these guys were janitors. And then we would oh, okay. have actual real children in the, you know, middle okay. school actually in the video. And, you know, of course we didn't know if we were going to be able to get kids. We had just had no idea how it was going to It was like work. last minute before we even knew there was going to be. Whether we had we kids didn't know or not. how many kids yeah. were going to be there or. But, yeah. and then we had to find the videographer um, and right. we nailed down this really talented kid, um, Lone Sav, he goes by here in Erie. Um, he's just super talented. So he did the videography for us. Yeah, and it looks great. You know, did the directing basically. and. Um, so yeah, it just fell together. Um, a lot of the kids that were in it didn't even know they were going to be in a video till that morning. Um, the girl that comes up to me and stares me down is actually the, the principal's daughter. She was just there for hang out with her dad for a day. Oh, okay. Man, she creeped me out in that moment. It's so guys like, because you know, like the first, what it's like five minutes of the video, there's no music. It's just, it's all the acting, right? So like, so I'm watching this, you know, Amy walks in, you know, in her cute little, you know, doofy outfit, whatever. And, and, you know, has this exchange with the principal who's just like, oh, you know, you know, just nobody needs you to do anything. Like, just go be a glorified babysitter or whatever. You know, she walks in the room and the kids immediately, it's like children of the corn, right? Like they must have <laughs> loved that because it was like, you know, they're all being sassy and they're, they're whatever. And then this girl. They were afraid to do it. They weren't yeah. sure they could do it. Okay, so they well, the, the, those are good kids. That, but like this girl that walks up to you, like literally, she's like maybe this far away, and just stares Amy down for like a good twenty seconds or whatever. And like, I it was such an interesting choice to let it go that long. Yeah, it, it was, was so uncomfortable because it was. It was so uncomfortable. I was like. Is she gonna say? Is she gonna hit her? Like I like, and oh, your brain goes to all these. Not you. I thought maybe the kid was gonna hit you. Like your brain goes to all these places. So it, like, it really, you know, it almost reminded me of the part of Thriller, oh. where you know, like they're breaking into the house, and he's like, you know, because you're backing up and you're against the thing, and you go in the little room, and I'm I'm laughing, but I'm like, this is hilarious because. It is, it's like, I remember those videos. I remember those videos where, you know, like hot for teacher or whatever, like, you know, there's a whole storyline, you know, it's basically like a like a musical porn or whatever. They have the whole thing and then you, you get to the real business or whatever, but you want to enjoy what you're watching. And then you go in that room and you're on the floor and you pick up that marker and I was like, oh, she's gonna use it as lipstick, isn't she? <laughs> and that's when, the, that's when all the music comes in. Guys, you have to watch it. I asked them, maybe about playing it and, and it's fair point that it, it is almost 15 minutes long or whatever. Not that we, you know, wouldn't have done it, but like you have to watch it because it's, and then before we even get to any of that, you three in the janitor's outfits, right? Okay. Like, like who decided to call you Frank, Mike, was that you or what was you borrowing somebody else's thing or what? 
Well, that was just a. I think it was Jim's note. idea. I think if you if you look at our names, up we, we have, what was it Edwin Otto and Frank? Yeah, and the initials are EOF. Right. Know. Okay. Okay. I gotcha. Well, it was just kind it's of a neat like, little Easter egg. I like that. Whoever grabbed whoever's tag, that was it. There, there's a couple little Easter eggs in there too. I'll, I'll give a couple away if you want to check them out on the video. If you look on the uh, whiteboard behind us um, in the classroom, there's little um, connotations to our um, songs. Um, so there's like, they I can't remember exactly what they are right now, but there's something about turn in broken something and something. Oh, okay. It's a sign broken something. something. Yeah, something yeah, about, something about yeah. fallen is Rick's on there. song was there. What was that day? And he, yeah. it was his idea. He went up there and started writing. Well, that's clever. I like that. Okay. I'll have to go back and rewatch. Yeah. And um, yeah, so there's a couple little things here and there. Um, funny story, you were talking about that girl staring me down. I, I hope that his his son, um, Rick's son, was there actually filming as well. And I'm hoping he caught some bloopers because someday I would love to see them because there's a lot of blooper reels. Um, that that girl and I, I, I think we busted out laughing about 12 times before we got that take because she's staring at me and I'm staring at her. And we're just like, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I know. You can only hold that for so long because especially when you're uncomfortable like that in a moment, you almost have to laugh because right. it's like, the fuck it diffuses no i mean i i i loved the whole thing i really did and i mean you know everyone loves that that thing you know whether it is like greece you know sandy the whole movie she's in like the pretty you know oh i'm a good girl whatever and then she comes out at the end you know poured into a pair of pants and whatever and just stood you know what and i like it, i loved all the throwbacks of it or whatever but like you guys i think one of my favorite moments is when you drag the three of them into the room and they're playing like the mops. <laughs> what you didn't see on camera is when she threw the stuff as she threw the mop to Scott and hit him in the head. It was awesome. Yeah, yeah. So you guys get hit in the head with things a lot in this band. Jesus. He was well, looking at Rick when I threw it and, and, it, and it smacked him in the head. Well, I, if you if you notice, when, I, when we're out in the hallway, I actually have the mop. Rick has the duster kind of standing behind me and Mike in, in the <laughs> bathroom area. When we walked in there, she come running in with the items in her hand. I was looking at the mop in the other hand thinking it was coming my way. You're like, continuity. <laughs> right at my head. And I was like, and it, oh, no. Yeah, it literally looked like I would just open my arms and let it hit me. Well, that didn't yeah. make it on the film, thankfully. So. You you do need a blooper reel now between the the girls staring you down and that that that's just maybe you do a pre-save thing, you know, like for your next single. And if people pre-save like two hundred or whatever, then you release the blooper reel. That's yeah. what I want to I see it. I um, want to. No. Yeah, I'm hoping we have some good bloopers. We would have got more of a hallway surfing, uh, yeah. the trash can. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I was, was going to say, I think. We, I, yeah, there was a bunch of that going on too. So. And yeah. Rick laying on the trash can with wheels, and I was pushing around the hallways. Yeah, we got a little <laughs> bit of that on there. Yeah. <laughs> no. have it when she was in the classroom trying to talk, wouldn't have us go by. You just saw in the background go by the doorway. Yeah, <laughs> it was fun, and the kids were a blast. We were saying that they they were like afraid to insult me at first. Like they had those lines that they had to say. Yeah. And a couple of them were like, I can't say that to her. That's mean. I'm like, come on, kids, be mean to me. You know, like pretend I'm like the meanest, awfulest teacher you ever had, and you just want to tell me off. And one of the kids said, "Yeah, remember our kindergarten teacher?" And I was like, 
<laughs> I love how you had to tap into their trauma to get the, the performance. You know? yeah. <laughs> no, it, it's, I mean, I, and I, I love that too, because you guys, the music is serious, right? Like, I mean, eating on fire, you're not doing cutesy smoking in the boys room kind of music. Like you're, you're making heavy, especially as we've been saying lyrically, whether it's like the, you know, like grieving, processing, like sad, difficult side, or like the fuck you, I'm over this. And you know, here I am and you're going to fucking listen, whatever side of it, it's heavy. And so the fact that you have a video that has a sense of humor like that, it's so, it's so smart in so many ways because it really, it, in a way, it's kind of like what I was talking about with dynamics and the songs. You know, you start that off, it's fun, it's funny, it's light, everybody's with you. Anybody who saw those videos back in the day where it did have that storyline and all of a sudden the thing comes in, they're already engaged. But then with anything, you have to then have the goods, right? Like you could make a, a, a funny video like that, but if the song started to play and then it sucked... No, you know, nobody's nobody's gonna sit there for for 14 minutes watching something if the music isn't good. And I mean, that song, listen to me, is just, I mean, that song could have been on the radio starting like 40 years ago, you know what I mean? And it could still be on the radio now. And it and the fact that you've managed to do that, that you know, some of it is the, the Benatar vibe with the vo the vocals, you know, right? And again, you don't sound i'm not saying you're copying her or anything like that but you have similar timbres in that way and you have such grit in your voice amy and you growl when you know and like i saw the raw um i don't remember which song it was for but you just posted something with with raw vocals oh i was recording i think brigade over at uh, the studio and like you know i'm listening and she's sitting there and, you know gosh all clean and then you know and i'm like oh shit, you know to have that kind of vocal control right but then but it's the whole band you know that song is strong it's angry it's almost feminist in its way if you want to call that very anthemic lyrically you know you guys and i mean that song did everything i wanted it to do it did it just it it because again as you said even though the video is about a teacher and students which again so smart because you could have done that video but you couldn't have done that video the way that the lyrics, you couldn't have done it true to the real meaning of the lyrics and had it be funny at all. Like there's, there was no other way to do that, right? So it would have been two people like angrily, you know, walking around in a house or something arguing and like, fine, but I like this better, right? But, but all of you in that song, like it's just, it, it, it opens up and it's, it's just, it's so, uh, I almost wish we could play, <laughs> but like, so, I mean, it went, when you, when you are, are constructing that one, talk to me about, if that was another full band song, I assume when you all put it together or. No, that's one I came to the band with. Uh, oh, okay. Okay. My later uh, compositions that I did um, on my own, pretty much. Um, I had put it together probably in late 2020. Okay. Um, it got reworked quite a bit. Um, yeah, because that just came out in June, right? So, like, what, where well, did it start versus where it? So, I, I, there's a lot of material that's still on the back burner too that I've written that we haven't even. Uh, right. We, you know, there's only so many hours and so many days in the week, you know. So we're, yeah, yeah. we're we're chipping away at it little by little, and some of it's probably not even even on fire worthy. And and again, we're writing new songs on well, the fly so too. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot. But yeah, so um, 
I don't know. I was, it was just one of the later songs that I came up with, um, you know, just in general about relationships, you know, like having issues with people just not listening to each other and, um, you know, was yeah. really feeling it at the time, the situation that I was in. And, um, um, pretty much everything was written again. It was another mini one. It was, um, I had released some things also just under my own um, right. channel. This one was never released. It never really got anywhere. It just, I kept it on the back burner. So, um, actually in the first, um, I told you we were working with some other Scott and I were working with some other people before right. we had Michael and all that kind of got everybody together here. Um, we started with that song and it, it had a whole different feel. Um, and then it just sort of got backburnered here. We had, I'm going to go tell a funny story, um, how unresolved came about. Um, okay. so we, had, we had a guitar player for a while. It was maybe a little difficult and, maybe, um, maybe, maybe, maybe it was a little difficult. Maybe. And, uh, it was right before Rick joined us. Um, I had brought it. It was after we had already done parasite fallen brigade. Um, and I think it was probably the next one we went, I wanted to try to work on was listen to me. Pretty and I, I think so. Yeah. And I had brought it to the table <clears throat> and he was like, no, I don't like it. He says, um, it has no hook. The chorus sucks. <laughs> what? I don't like it. And I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, the chorus has no hook. It's just no good. It doesn't was he, was he hearing the same song? Like, what, I mean, that, that's one of the hookiest things that you guys do. What is he talking about? And then at the end of the song, and then at the end of the song, he's like, and it doesn't resolve. And I'm like, what? And every time we did a song, he, he always, he always say it doesn't resolve. I don't like <laughs> it. It doesn't resolve. And we're like, what? So that's why our album is unresolved. unresolved. <laughs> so, oh my God. I love that the whole album title is just shade from the former guitar player. But yeah. But you know, after so you know, like just like out of all of our songs, you know what I mean. That's one of our, our favorite songs. This is one of my favorite songs. Anyway, yeah, I mean, and it's songs. so catchy. Like, what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> you know, well, I mean, like, and, and now than it was it even is, with him. It is. The, but the chorus itself hasn't changed a whole lot. I think a chord progression changed a little in there. Rick kind yeah. of spiffed up the chord couple, progression. A couple chord changes or whatever. But, but like, the not. other thing about this, though, is, <laughs> I mean, I'm getting sort of retroactively pissed off for you because <laughs> you were just coming into this band, coming out of some shitty, you know, dynamic with someone else, and then, like, this guy is sitting here listening to the music that you're writing for your band and how ironic is it that you have a song like listen to me and he couldn't hear it like what the, you know i i just that that i oh you know it, it is it is always the alchemy of a band is such a a mystical thing but that some people just really make it so clear that they need not to be in a band anymore and like it just sounds like how long after that did did rick come in the picture it couldn't have been too much longer because that that had to have been you guys going what the fuck with this our last about two together. weeks i think okay that's so rick you came in and you were like this song is the hookiest thing i've ever <laughs> did well, I liked you it. Yeah. Yeah. i liked it um like she said i i reworked the chorus just a little bit and I don't recall if the, the break in the middle was there. When no, I that it. whole I break, that break we created. That just happened at a rehearsal. Yeah. Okay. We trying created to figure that. out what to do. And then the little build-up thing, I was just doing something to just try yes. to figure something out. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. But yeah. like the, the hook of the song, the big hook of the da-da-da-da-da-da, that's mm -hmm. 
that was all Rick. Yeah. Okay. He just had that kind of repeating, and I found that pattern that fit over it. It just kind of seemed to work as like a little transition part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's just that's the hook of the whole damn song. That's, I love that part. Yeah. It's, it's a great piece. That's, what that's a said. strong way to come into a band. You yeah. Just pick up pick up something that the last guy shit all over because he was a douche, and then you just write like the hook of the song. I like it. I like that is a that is a bold interview loving kind of thing to do and i i'm I, i'm not at all shocked that you would do it so. <laughs> that's why so, them. Yeah. yeah but i mean but that's what i mean like that's we i mean you know in in vox and sticks we've done we've had a bunch of different you know people in and out of the band and like my our previous band where greg and i met like we had like nine different bass players in three years or whatever so i understand that spinal tap thing where you're just trying to find the right person or what and like when you do find that missing element all of a sudden it's like you know it's like you know you know being a video game you know whatever you're playing it and then there's like an area that's been locked and you just can't access it and then like rick comes in and you're like oh we've unlocked this whole new level but like i i i think it, it's i'm glad that the three of you had enough sense to know that it was the guy that was wrong and not the song because that could have gone awry and no i mean i just and 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 in terms of like because you've got that's that's one where you have like the dueling guitars right like there's the the two guitar part the harmony yes yeah. yes so i, I mean th that like th that's I'm, I'm assuming that was not pre-written was that you rick that you just decided decided to was add that, that bit that your idea with the harmony oh you did have that in there okay so really there wasn't so for a brief moment we had two guitar players oh yeah yeah that's and right and so i was trying to write two parts oh okay where that came from yeah and then the day i came in to present it was the day that we lost him oh no. so, Shit. yeah damn it i gotta go that was, that was, yeah no it was the other one yeah, Smoke, yeah. Oh, oh that's so then, right so then amy decided smoky provolone was that the that was the, <laughs> the other guitar okay yeah i worked together to to do a harmony she did the harmony on the keyboard that i had written for him Okay. How that whole thing started. Yeah. And of course, yeah. when we recorded it, we recorded it on guitar. Yeah. When we do it live, I play it on keyboards. Okay. Very cool. No, that, and, and I'm glad that you do that because, I mean, if you had had to let it go, it still would have obviously worked, but it just adds to that whole big 80s arena rock feel of the whole thing when you have the, those two guitars in there. I love that. So I just, I, I really, you guys have to, you have to watch the video if you have not. It is, completely worth it you guys made me laugh the whole time and like i i also just very much appreciated the fact amy that you could own like what looked like a high school classroom like it was a stage in a bar you know like that that was very um you know i like were the kids in the room when you, when it's just this the whole time they were in the room while you were doing that yes okay they, yeah okay yeah. And what was really fun about that is the look on the kid's face when I come out was legit. Yeah. They had they okay. see me until I came out of that room. So when I, I, I came in and I changed and then That's they kept them from seeing me and had got me back into that, that closet area. And um, when I came busting out of there, they were seeing me for the first time like that. They had not seen me before. They view me as, you know, Sandy, the school teacher. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's it, that, that, I, I, that, I didn't wonder about that, but that makes so much sense to me now because I'm remembering in particular, there was one kid who was just standing there like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they were not <laughs> yeah. That's, 
uh, that's uh, that, that must have made it better too because there's really you actually did the thing you said you were gonna no i i re i love that and i i i think you know it's it's so it's so great to have a band where you can go from a fallen to a listen to me to a broken but like you you i wanted to sort of rather than just randomly picking do you each have a favorite song within the band Go oh, somebody right. else go. Somebody else go because I'm not sure. Okay. Um, How about you, Scott? All right. <laughs> um, actually, Broken definitely is one. I like I like Wake the Monster. Yeah, that's a that's one of my favorites. Absolutely. What do you what do you, why why that one? Wake the Monster. I I don't know. I like to I like to build up to it and then the yeah yeah just um. There's a couple different stops and changes in there that are really cool and just kind of heavy. You know what that one reminds me of a tiny little bit? Don't stand so close to me. Huh. It is much darker. It is much heavier. But there's something about it where, and actually, like, I, I, I think it's, um, that, that, uh, I, lo I love that one. I'm glad you mentioned it because that that was like that was a that was a was that an early one, Amy? I'm because your videos like I'm not sure where the timeline of what you wrote and what you like put on social media lines up to be. Monster is one of our latter ones. Well, not not too late, but it's one we've written together as a band. And this one's okay. middle. Yeah, like sort of middle well, middle now with the yeah. ones that we don't yeah. that people haven't heard. Middleish as a band, it, it okay. was definitely since we've been together, all four of us. Okay. Okay. Okay, and that's a that's another ripoff song for the for the drums at least. <laughs> he rips off. Yeah, of course. The beginning the beginning is um, Heart Shaped Box from Nirvana. It's a really? late ripoff of that with the whole alternating okay. between, between like having backbeat with a little rim click. That's exactly where it's ripped off from. I don't care. I'll say Red Bull Japan. We're all thieves. I, I don't I I don't think Papa Roach is going to come after you. I don't think well, I mean Kurt Cobain's not yeah, I mean, but I don't I don't think like Dave Grohl's going to come after you or whatever. I think you guys are fine, but like no, I I um that 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 one's tremendous. I really like I I it's 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 again that dynamic like you said. You know, quiet opens up, quiet opens up. Um okay, so that's a so broken and wake the monster for you. How about and you, Mike? Free. Oh, will you have another one? And set me free. I like that one. Okay, I don't yeah. think I've heard that one. Yeah, I liked it. I liked it. Like the fact me and Rick, like during pre-verse, we do that run together. We do like a run together, mm -hmm. and it's just a tight song, and it sounds cool. And, and now, now we got these infamous backup. Oh, we have backup <laughs> screaming right. like, yeah. like set me free. Like it sounds well. I, I finally got them on microphones. Yeah. So, um, oh, okay. Probably in none of our videos yet, but no, but it's probably, it's yeah, I didn't see, I didn't that. see that one. Okay. I will have to keep an eye out. So, so we, we, who are we hearing in the background then? Well, on the album, it's going to be all of us. It was all of us live, live. It's at least these two. I think, I think I've been one time, you did it one, one, one time, time where I, I was having some issues getting everything working. Yeah. So, I, I th 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 that anyone could ever remotely sing anything while playing drums will never cease to astound me. Like I don't that that's just like two completely different skill sets, and I can't I can't. So if you <laughs> if you, I say with, a, with an old cover band, I had I sang lead on a couple songs. I sing backups with my other cover band. So holy crap! Look at you like walking and chewing gum at the same time. You just <laughs> like 
I think it's a little more complicated than that, but okay. <laughs> I, I, I'm saying I do a great job, but I do <laughs> You're like, but I do do it. And there's no denying that. So, okay. All right. So we've got those three. All right, Mike, how, Mike, how about you? What about favorite song or songs? Um, one of them has to be Brigade, strictly for selfish reasons. Okay. It's not an only song I'm allowed to start. <laughs> <laughs> I love that the word allowed is in there too. <laughs> allowed to start. Pro yeah. Providing providing that track makes it to the album. Um, no. It's just I, I love I love that little group. I just love interplay between toms and kicks. It just it just Yeah, yeah. There's fun. almost something tribal about it at the beginning exactly. there. I like that a lot. Yeah. Exactly. And that's a thing that one of those first songs Annie presented with her, her MIDI drum stuff, and she had kind of a a drum thing starting it. Not not close to what I was doing. Okay. Um, and just talking about Brigade, just almost wanted something almost like, I guess like military, almost like a marching type thing, which is how it yeah. forth with just with the little, the triplet in there just to make it fun because I love doing double kick shit. So as I say, selfishly, I love Brigade just because I get to start it. <laughs> um, in terms of um, other songs, probably, I don't know, I, I like... Queen Bee a lot, which I don't know if you've heard or not. Just yeah, yeah, yeah. Good stomp and driving tune. Oh yeah, oh yeah. That that's got some inter Sandman vibes to me. A little bit of Steppenwolf to me. Like I hear all these weird little, but like again, not. And I I always make sure to put in the caveat that when I do make comparisons, it's always favorable. So I'm not say like I love all of that, but like that that one is um that one's a lot of fun too. That's a that's a kicker. That one. And, yeah. I I'm proud but of that's it. not going to be on the album, you said. No. It's, it's, okay. So next one. That's all. That's fine. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm fairly proud of everything we've written together. Sure. Yeah. I mean, obviously, yeah, yeah, we wrote it. But I mean, I've done, I've played, I've written originals with other bands, and a lot of it's been kind of what we talked about before. It's just been a lot of the same, same, same. Yeah. So I, I look at the stuff we've written, and I'm not saying it's better than everything or you know we're some musical geniuses or anything but i'm damn proud of what we've managed to harness oh, yeah. i think it's a little different than other folks so hopefully we stand out a bit there's there's curves man there's curves and corners and that that gets me off i'm i'm a happy guy when it's not all the same shit yeah so yeah. I, got, I got a bunch of different sounds at my disposal and i like that i get to use them Mm -hmm. Except for the cowbell, but we're working on this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah he, he, he keeps that all at practice. Yeah, yeah. there's cowbell and then every some. fucking song yeah. practice. Yeah, I randomly throw them in, especially like fall. Randomly. Cowbell yeah. shows up in fall. Oh, great. Fall, you know, if there was one element I felt was missing from Fallen, it was absolutely cowbell. So I, I, I see where Cow. you're going with that. Yeah, you know, it, especially at the beginning. I think yeah. it yeah. needed some, maybe some 16th cowbell. Yeah, you know, just really bring it Bring it home. That that radio guy would have just, you know, he would have shot himself if if that had been in there. About the beginning of Fallen, um, on the album, when you hear there's just the beginning when she's playing piano. I'm just doing some little cymbal swells or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I found a great sound with the mallets I'm using on the bell of my ride cymbal live. And every time I do it now, I hit it just a certain point. Every time I do it now, Rick turns and looks at me when we're playing it because it's not how it normally is. <laughs> And it shows up. It's not off time. It's just I think it works. And it's every time I hit it, I get this look. <laughs> Rings like the cowbell in my ear. Yeah. <laughs> He's slowly easing you into the whole cowbell realm. He's, he's, yeah. 
know it did. He's just going to keep tuning it. And then all of a sudden, you're just going to see a cowbell just stitched to the top of that. And he's just going to. Rick will be like, oh, fuck. I have fun with these guys at rehearsal. I will fuck around during the songs at rehearsal and throw cowbell in or. You know, in the quiet parts of songs, suddenly start playing really loud or just doing whatever, just to entertain myself mostly because they're talking notes and stuff that I don't understand. So I got to exactly, I gotta, I gotta do something to entertain me. Okay. Um, well, as long as we keep you awake and amused, I think that's really all that matters. So, okay. So you're proud of everything, but Queen Bee, big favorite and brigade because it is your moment in the sun. I got gotcha. you. And All I, right. I'm digging the, the new one we're doing, but we're not really talking about that, I don't think so. Okay. Uh, I don't. The, the we're, not, we're not allowed to talk about it. Oh, we can talk about it. I, sure. I, I love that you're all asking each other. You do realize it's your band, right? So it's kind of up to yeah. you. Talk about the new song. Okay. I don't care. Okay. Well, all right. Well, we, we could get to that, but I, I want to go to Rick because he's been wanting to talk more. I know it this whole time. And so talk to me, Rick, about favorite song or songs. I think uh, Love Bomb is one of my favorites. Okay. Okay. And, and I think a lot of that has to do with one of my very first, when I was being interviewed um, at the end of this sit-in. you say that like a dirty word? I know. <laughs> interviewed. <laughs> interviewed. Interviewed. Yeah. Interrogated. Tortured. <laughs> yeah. Um, as I was leaving, Amy says, hey, I've got this new song. It's on MIDI. I'll send it to you. See what you can do with it. Okay. And I remember taking it home and listening to it. And I just, all these ideas popped into my head and I presented it to them the next time we were together. Yeah. And they loved it. No, so, that, that, that is, that is, you are really showcased that that is, I think of that as a big, big guitar song. Like that one specifically, yeah. that makes sense to me. And you've got that super shreddy solo toward the end. Like I, I, it's, it's, I, I think the version I saw of it was just a rehearsal version though, right? From like last year. It could have been. Yeah, we, yeah. yeah, we, we did a, we did a couple of, that might've been one that Life we did the, um, yeah, you had that series where you were like in the room and then the camera was there and you're in the front with your keyboard and like that that I believe was where I saw it. It was I think it was that was probably the radio friendly version too. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, and I, I you do have a couple of like and you may want to <laughs> not listen to this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's got a lot of yeah. Is that that's the song? Are you going with just the one, Rick? Um, that one, and I really like Queen Bee. Um, that was a riff that Amy actually brought in, and she's I'm like, "Hey, talk. check this out!" And I'm like, "Wow, that that's great! I love it." Yeah, yeah. And the fact that it starts with guitar probably had nothing to do with it. Yeah, <laughs> that's such a rarity. You never get to start. I know. No, yeah. I know. One, one or two, maybe. And yeah. and I am pretty happy with this new song that we're about to come out with it is, is pretty good i like okay. it okay yeah. okay so this is two of you now that have alluded to this mysterious song miss gold would you like to um and also I, I forgot to mention one of my other favorite songs from uh moments from the video for for listen to me is when you guys go into the bathroom and you write on the mirror <laughs> yes for those of you at home, it says Ms. Gould is hot, and I, I'm not fucking disagreeing with that for one second, but it was just so cute because they all go in there and they're like, <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> 
It's very cute. I am not part of that. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Mike is Mike is Mike is just you're yeah. opting out. Okay. All right. Those deals where it's like I think Lone Sob is one that's come up with hey, you should like yeah. just write yeah, he said just write something He's on like, the hurry up and go write some act like like little kids or something and run off. And, yeah, you really did though. It's very goblin like we could do that. That's great. Yeah. All right, Amy, I know it might be like choosing a favorite child specifically for you with some of these, but terrible. I hate having to choose. Um okay, so I'm gonna choose one that nobody else has chosen because I really like how I get to start this song. Okay. Um, where love resides. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's your acapella mostly intro song, right? Okay. I love how everyone's favorite magically somehow mostly seems to feature the thing that they do in the band. Funny how that works out here. Scott, you didn't do that, but I think that's because nothing starts with just bass. Yes. Actually, a couple songs start with just bass, but I'm selfless. So, oh, yeah. look at you. Oh, carry on. I actually almost picked one of those. Because, oh, did you? Because actually, Heartless Bitch is another one that I really, really love to perform. It's one of my favorite songs to perform. And okay. it's mostly because I make Rick bounce and jump with me in the middle of the song. So. She'll turn to me and stare at me like, you better start jumping. Yeah. You ready to jump? You ready? Because <laughs> we're going to jump now. Because right at the end, there's like this moment where the drums are just going boom, boom, boom. And I'm like, I have to jump here. It just is. Feels it. I feel it. I have to jump, and so I'm jumping in place, and I'm singing, and I'm jumping, and so now one time Rick did it with me, and I was like, now it's every time, and now he regrets it forever and ever and ever. <laughs> Rick, do you feel like you're being interviewed when she gives you that look? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I thought so. So wait. So Amy, go back to where where resides for a second too, because that that is a. I got a lot of Metallica vibes from that one, guitar especially. That's a real like nothing else matters kind of whatever. And you've got that acapella intro is mostly acapella intro, very arresting, right? So bring that one. I'm glad you brought it up because it's it changes a lot yeah. from the beginning of because in the beginning I'm I'm in I'm in like you know 90s era Metallica, and by the end of it I'm thinking live in color, cult of personality, like kind of. And I love that you got from one place to the other and made it make sense like that, like that. Cause, and I'm even hearing Dio on that song. Like that song has a lot going on. So I was hoping I was going to bring it up if nobody else did, but I'm glad that you did. So why that one first that came to mind? Um, I like, again, sort of what you just said. It It's one of those songs where you don't know what's going to happen next. Yeah. yeah. It all seems yeah. to work. Um, you know, and there's the the crazy off time in there. Um, somebody asked us what time, what time signature is that? And we're like, no we idea. have no Which idea. part? <laughs> yeah, we, we don't, don't know. Clue, but it's off and it's weird. Um, you know, and it's that's a song we wrote together as a band. I had the lyrics and I, okay. had, I had been messing with those lyrics at with a totally different sounding piece at, at the keyboard. Um, and I just scrapped it because this is so much better. Um, so I reused the lyrics for this song. Oh, okay. Uh, most of this is Rick and all that weird off time shit is going to almost always be Rick. Just so you know. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, I, the whole, I don't know. Um, at first the beginning was not completely acapella. Uh, okay. Our drummer just likes to overshadow me all the time. I can't get him to shut up. <laughs> so he was really, really hurt when I said, Please stop playing the symbol. Please stop saying I I want to be free here. Just nah. talking, about me, talking about me counting with the nah. high. Yeah, he's like tip, yeah. tip, tip, tip. I'm like, 
no, I want, I just want free. I want it's to be drummer free. water torture. You can't do that. You have to let her open her wings and fly to whatever asynchronous thing she wants to do, Mike, because it's a cappella, and yeah. that's what you get to do. And then it's your job when the whole other song's part of the song starts that you have to actually know. Well, you don't even know what time signature it's in, so it really doesn't matter. Well, up until, up no, I know, I know. We, up, up until that one part, yeah, I got you. But yeah. yeah, and then all of a sudden, you know, so everybody's listening to this song and they're hearing me and I get to sing in my pretty voice, which I generally don't do in this band very often. So right. it's kind of cool to, sh to show my range a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but I think that's the other reason I like it. I like to show that, you know, I can sing something that doesn't sound like growly um, and then also go right into that growl. Yeah. After. yeah. So it's kind of showing that balance. I like that. Um, yeah. So that's, I think that's why I like it, just being able to sort of showcase my voice a little bit. And I like the song in general. It's just a cool tune. And, and I think it showcases all of you really well, actually. Not that they don't all, but because there is so much going on in that song and because it is so variable from piece to piece to piece, it's almost like, you know, when you, when you, or when you put your EPK together and you have, you know, like your sizzle reel for two minutes or whatever, but like that whole song is like your sizzle reel, you know what I mean? It's like, we could do this and we could do this and we could do this and I can sing clean and I can growl and I can, you know, play cleaner on the guitar and then I'm gonna shred over here and then I'm gonna do this. And I love that because it, it's, again, songs like that, that are, that start in one place and then end so differently. Anytime a band pulls that off or a musician pulls that off, I'm impressed because it is when it ranges like that, you have to be so in control of what you're doing for it not to go completely off the rails, right? And so I, I, I really, I loved, no, but it, it didn't, I hate to break it to you, but like, I, I, I really, it, it's because it starts so quiet, you know? And then again, it's, it's, it's got that one feel. And then by the end, I'm like, holy shit, okay we're here so i i i'm i yeah i i, I like that one too again as i said wake the monster is definitely one of my favorites but that's another one too that and i mean i feel like we've talked about all of them except for we keep talking about brigade but not as much i think but so what about this new song are we going to talk about this new song that 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 mike and, and rick are alluding to are you allowed have you all allowed each other to sure, sure. It's, it's called villain okay uh, so I don't know, I, I really like it. Um, it's another one that starts out um, slow with um, some clean guitar and um, piano work. Um, okay. And then it gets really heavy. Uh, okay. So it's, it's another sort of angry tune, I guess. Um, angry, but not, um, I don't know, you're saying sort of, I don't know, what's the word for it? It would be like sort of, taking ownership for something sort of um of taking something back um okay the the one the the catch line in the song is i am the villain you made Ooh, i like that so i like that okay yeah so i hear you so the idea of like if if you you know this is what i am right now if you have a problem with it guess whose fault it is right <laughs> okay i love that all right so and is that um do we know when that might be vaguely, generally, possibly reaching our ear holes, or is that also unresolved? I love that you named the album that now, not only for that, but because now it just sounds like you're doing it on purpose when you don't pick a date. I love that. 
yeah. Um, well, we're gonna probably pr we're we're premiering it um, this next Friday at a show that we're doing. Excellent. Um, yeah, uh, this Friday. Yeah, so we're doing a show this Friday um, for Halloween. Um, but other than that, as far as getting it recorded, we don't actually have any dates planned. Okay. All we're right. Trying to wrap up the other ten yeah. songs first, and then we'll. Yeah, you got a lot to do. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. it's studio time. The last I heard was not free. Um, well, well, um, depends on who you know. <laughs> oh, okay, well, alrighty. Giving your bass player is with his affections. I <laughs> yeah. Okay, I see. That's why the jacket was all zipped up. You're just rubbed raw, rubbed raw, Scott. That's it. Yeah. Just. A I see. I see and how it is. Take one for the team, you know. Scott's so. a team player. Yes. We even on fire has been very blessed. We've had a lot of people really helping us out through our Why journey here. So, um, well, but I, I, I think that's a wise investment though, because yeah. you know, you guys, you guys, there's no reason other than just luck and time that this should not be taking off the way that you want it to. So people are smart to help you out because you'll remember that later when you're huge and, and touring globally and all of that. But, uh, we're lips to God's ears. <laughs> yeah, so no, but so speaking of that, I, I did want to also mention that um, even if your music were not as tremendous as it is, and you guys weren't as delightful and lovable as you are, especially Rick, who loves to be interviewed, um, you know, I I am still so grateful that most of you were um, dedicated time to doing that yellow for Yanni, yelling for Yanni project. Um, so I know everybody who's watching, you know, well, maybe not everybody, but most of you watching know it, but uh, you know, um, Asphalt Jungle put together a super powered um, song for the um, the uh, yellow for Yanni foundation a um, couple months ago. And Amy and Rick and Mike lent their talents. I guess, Scott, you were, um, unfortunately, they already had Katrina. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah, it's it is what it is. So it's okay. <laughs> I think he was in the bathroom. That but yeah, or something. That was. You were just you know you were probably busy getting free studio time somewhere, but uh, yeah. no, but you you guys uh, see look you had the band shirt on underneath it. You weren't even I, showing it. Way I, to way to market there, Scott. <laughs> I can't see what your hat says. Are you kidding? It's so teeny tiny. Thank you. That was very helpful. <laughs> it shows me the back. Good job. But so, so no, but I mean, um, really like the, the work you guys did on that, uh, <laughs> put your hat on ruckus. See now, now he's all chuffed with himself. So he's, he's, he's making, making a, making a scene here, but no, I mean, really like that, that, um, I know that that song was a real labor of love. Um, it's time, you know, and I'm so grateful to you guys that you, you put in the time on that because I know it was a lot of work. And I know you were, you're all, everybody who was on that song, very busy, but you know, I, I just wanted to thank you directly while I'm here with you for, for that. I mean, how, how was that experience on the musician end? Cause everybody I've talked to so far was like, wow, that was like a whirlwind. That whole thing was like, whoosh. It was odd. Um, <laughs> it was the only time I've ever recorded something with none of the people I was playing with in the room. And <laughs> it was very, very peculiar for me because I'm used to looking at people and watching them and, and right. I all I could watch was the guy in the control twiddling knobs and that's not really very inspiring. Uh, <laughs> it was a cool tune for sure. Uh, the process was just odd but the outcome is really cool. Uh, yeah, really, really cool. Really glad to be a part of it. 
Should I thank you? Should I thank them? You're the one who recommended me, right? Yeah. No, yeah. it's her fault. So. <laughs> <laughs> Got a problem with the drums? Blame her. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's how it works. I see. Okay, great. Yeah. So I'll, I'll take the credit. I'll take the blame. Right. That's how it works. Mm -hmm. um, for me, um, I don't know that it was a whole um, weird experience for me because um, I had been used to recording in my basement anyway when I was right. doing my own MIDI and things like that. So it was, it was very similar to that. Um, what was interesting for me is that I didn't know how much I was going to be doing in terms of creating, which I love that I had so much creative liberty. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Asphalt Jungle kind of just said, here, take at, have at it. Because I said, so what do you want? You know, um, is there going to be like vocal lines that you want sung? And he said, no, I want you to figure that out. So he kind of gave me the creative liberty with it. Um, so I created the vocal lines for it. There were lyrics already. Yeah. Um, so that was kind of really cool. I enjoyed that I got to be able to do that. And then I laid down the vocal lines and I created the harmonies for it. And then I sent those MIDI files out to um, Shannon. Shannon, and, yeah. yeah. And, um, there was going to be somebody else who couldn't do it. So it ended up just being Shannon and I. But Right. Um, so really well. I, it was really That's really all you need is you and Shannon Dorsey. Like you know, you don't really need more than that on vocals. That's you guys have everything covered. It was so great to hear you guys together too. Uh, I would I would love sometimes to do it live with her. It'd be great. Um, get those oceans a little smaller so we. Oh could. yeah. <laughs> I have to remember how to play the song again. Yeah right. But uh, honestly, it was um, I, such a privilege to be able to be part of that and actually have so much input on it. It was just really fantastic. I'm really honored to be part of it. You know, it came out great. And Rick, you were you were one of a of a of a cadre of, of guitarists. But uh, did you uh, did you get to write your own guitar part for that? Um, well, when I first heard about it, Amy was talking about it, and I said, "Hey, I really want to be a part of this." So I begged and pleaded, and they let me play on it. Um, they said you could do like an outro solo, and it was very strange to play something and not really know the context in which yeah. it would be, you know. Yeah, where's it going? How's it going? Yeah, fit in, right? But you know, I played my part, and he liked it, and uh, everything worked out great. Great experience. Yeah. No, you guys, you all elevated it. I mean, that 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 really. I mean, you know, that family is going through just a nightmare that does not get any easier it gets harder every day and like i know how much it's time meant and i and it's been doing insanely well like it really it's been play i don't even know anymore it was it's got to be over a hundred thousand plays by now because i think it was very close to that a couple months ago um but i mean you know it's just for anybody who hasn't heard it yet, go play it because everything that, um, you know, every time you stream it, you're making money for the foundation too. So look at that. You can you can be part of it uh, almost as much as these three were, except for Scott, who was in the bathroom. Yeah, I was in the bathroom, yeah. <laughs> he was I'm in the bathroom. now. I was like, come on, guys. Get it up. And there was reverb because it's the bathroom. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> But the acoustics in there are great. So, you know, you can't really fault him. So, and I wanted to just, Michael, Michael, my friend, Michael, I wanted to, to, to highlight for you a couple of things. First of all, I want your drum kit. That girl light up, like clear kit. That thing is beautiful. Thank you. What it's is the story? That is not the first kit you ever got, clearly. Because oh. <laughs> So where did that, because I know you're also a Scorpion signature artist right you're yes. like a whole big fucking wig or whatever so like 
I don't know about all that, but yeah, I found, I just- um, uh, At least a medium wig. Eventually I'm gonna need a wig. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah about um, nine, 10 months ago, I, I switched stick companies after being, after playing the same sticks for 20 some odd years, I just found a better product and they're, they're giving me great support. They customized my sticks, wanted to let me put my yes. signature on them. So, you know, it took me 30 years. I finally got my signature on something, yay. Uh, yeah, Lovely. I have some loan paperwork you could sign if you really want to do it again. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, let, let me show you my credit score before you. Have to <laughs> okay. We'll talk later. Okay, maybe not my best idea, but okay. So, and then what about the kit though? That kit is like it's glorious. Thank you. Um, a labor of love and way too much money, if you ask my wife. Uh, <laughs> it is a, a pearl crystal bead kit. Um, they're clear acrylics. Pearl did these before back in the 70s, and they started making them again just a few years ago. And I've been a Pearl guy for 25 of the 30 years I've been playing. It's all okay. I love them. And when I saw they were coming out with these, I said, oh, clear drums. That's pretty fucking cool. And then there was a company that existed called Drum Light that they worked with Pearl. And they you know, put these LEDs and like, oh, light up drums. Yeah, I, I could use some more attention. I'm so <laughs> sure. Sure. Um, Why not? About five years ago, I convinced my wife to let me spend the money to buy some new drums. And I got these things and put the lights in them, and they're really cool. And uh, I was I partnered with Drumlight when they, the company doesn't exist. I have to say, they closed down thanks to COVID. Oh, okay. Uh, I was one of the first guys that actually had a trigger system, so they would light up when I hit them. If you oh. if you get, uh, our first our first live performance video, our pack of video. I still have the triggers running then, and so that was a neat thing. And of course, I could change the colors. And, um, the triggers have died, and since the company doesn't exist, I can't replace them. So I just oh, how you see, like in the listen to me video, just they're all on, but I can make them fade and whatnot. And we actually have a guy I'm working with who is a bit of a lighting guru. We're actually working on modifying and improving the light system. Mm, okay so uh, they're gonna get sexier that's what you're telling me that's the plan okay we'll see if it works but that's the plan um, so oh, it will at least be as sexy as it currently is it might be even sexier yes okay we'll go with that yeah we'll go with you with you behind the mic i mean really you know um, how sexy does it need to get uh very very <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um i'm twice the man i used to be <laughs> but I'm a child of the '80s. Everyone's playing small kits now. I'm I'm a child of the '80s. More is more. Give me <laughs> a big fucking drum kit, and I'm a happy guy. And but it's not for show. These guys will tell you I use every damn thing I have. Some of it maybe more than others. Some of it more. Some of it when I don't need to. The cowbell. Um, <laughs> but it's you know it, it sounds. It's colors. Rick's yeah. got all his effects and all his different stuff. She's got all her different settings on her keyboard. That's right. Scott has his bass. Yeah, I have, I have my bass. <laughs> I, have all, I have all my sounds. You know, so. Scott, do you find that you need to take vitamin D from all the shade that you're constantly in? Or like, what is the... <laughs> you doing okay over there? He's like, I didn't even know it happened. What? <laughs> what does yeah, it, it just... It, it, it just bounces. Like, you're the Teflon yeah. bass man. All right, I got you. Yeah. I got you. I also want to ask you guys, before we start wrapping up, I know you're up for Best of Eerie again. Right? Is this something people can still help you out with, or is it is the, are the wheels already in motion? What's the deal there? 
I think the voting is still up for that. I think, um, I'm not sure when it closed. I yeah, I'm not look, sure. It's, it's through the Erie Reader. Um, yeah. And um, I actually am up for best vocalist in Erie too, which is kind of crazy. But this is actually the first year we got nominated for that, so we're we're pretty excited about that. And very cool. Yeah, well, thank you for bringing Yeah, that. no, we'll we'll drop that link. We'll make sure everybody has it. So go vote for them if you haven't already for both the band and for Amy, just Amying it up. In a category for best beards. Best beards. Yeah, right. Yeah. Who, who in PEA could have a better voice than Amy? And who in PA could have better beards than Mike and Scott? And, and, and Rick, really? Who? who? <laughs> Yeah. Wait a minute. Nice. Well, you can't be the best spokesperson and the best beer. Yeah, <laughs> right. You're the diva in every other aspect of the band, so right. Leave the beard. Amy, Amy, I have to, I have to, I have to ask this now. Any plans to grow a beard to to kind um, of? I've been waxing mine. So. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. See, I like you, just Abraham Lincoln it. Just yeah, she's hot. She could do it. She could. Amy could pull off a full bearded lady of yeah. earring, and I, that's right. I, I, I don't doubt it. I don't put anything past Amy. So, all right, okay. So, listen, guys. We know there is a new album coming out within the next seven years. Yeah, we know that by twenty thirty, almost certainly. Okay, so not too long to wait. Nope. Just rip Van Winkle that shit, and by the time you get up, it'll be out. And we know that you've got you've got this new song that will be recorded that you all love, but we don't know when. So basically, we know we have new music coming, but you're going to have to keep paying attention to their socials to, to find it. Because they could just spring it on us at any moment. Just new fantastic music. That's one, how we do. one more new thing I want to tell you. Um, uh, we don't have a, a set date for that either yet, but we're going to have a, a video for Broken. Ooh, okay. Okay. I like it. No school teachers. No 15 yeah. minute. No, no 15, 15 minute minutes saga this time. This time. I want a 90 minute yeah. multi episode video. That's what that's what I'm gonna request. Maybe something themed in, yeah. 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 You know, just fully like turn it into like, you know, Oscar season. All right. You know, whatever you need to do. Just uh, you know. Maybe, maybe, maybe put Scott in the poodle outfit that you, you know, have him show a little leg. You get more studio time. It's a win-win. We all, we all benefit from that. We do. I show more leg. Yeah. No, you should dress as a poodle. Oh, like a poodle? Please don't dress as a poodle. That takes this band to a whole other level that we don't we don't need to get into. So, and I and 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 you guys are are also you are playing out a lot. So people want to see you. They have all kinds of shows they can go to, and they can get that on your website too. Schedule. Absolutely. Okay. All right. So see, we have a multi-sensory experience. You can listen to them streaming. You can watch them dress like poodles or whatever um you can go see them live you can watch them hit their heads i think it's either mike or amy's turn to get the next concussion um he fell on rick one time in the middle of his solo and yes i caught myself on his shoulder he didn't miss a note by the way it was no, really yeah. impressive. gotta be professional you know <laughs> yeah because that's what we are that's what we <laughs> <Yeah>. are <laughs> Oh my God, this band may also want to get some sort of insurance. Just going to put that out there because he's surfing on garbage cans and tables and doesn't even know it. You guys just can't. wear helmets maybe to the next gig. I'm just going to throw that out there. You could, you could get Eden on Fire branded, you know, helmet merch or whatever. You could get him a helmet with 
that has hair painted on it. Yeah. Thank you, Scott. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Scott. <laughs> I think it would look cool, but but like a bowl cut. You know, finally, like, right. You finally yes. had a good yeah. joke, Scott. What? You finally had a good joke. Yeah, like like a like a mohair cut. Yeah. Right. You're, you're you're gonna you're gonna overdo it now. Just you ride on your own coattails. There, you had it. We're <laughs> all right. Listen now. You guys may or may not know this, but we do end every show with a little segment we like to call "In the Vox Seat." So I'm going to ask you the same five questions I have asked everybody who's been on this show, and um, I will warn you if you're not already prepared that the final question is going to break hearts and solder relationships that will never be broken, depending on your answer, okay? And um, no pressure, but it will either get you new fans or lose everyone that you've ever loved um, forever, but we'll get there. So the first question, <laughs> with a yeah. little less pressure on it, is this, for each of you, okay, in five words or less, if you had to describe Eden on Fire's music, what would you say, five words or less? Each one of us needs to say that, or we can each give an input. No, you don't each get a word. You each get five words. Okay. Oh, we each, okay. Yes, I can count for you if you need that, Scott. Yeah. <laughs> it's just the fingers. You guys see, there you go. So one per finger, and you'll be fine. There you go. Who's starting? I'm starting. <laughs> okay. Amazing. Symphonic, metal, rocking and concussion <laughs> oh, yeah. um, poodle yeah i'm trying to help you here amy yeah, no the word is leaving my brain um banging banging i like see that's kind of like concussion i was close okay so amazing symphonic metal rocking and banging i like it okay who's going next scott you look like you're awake and ready to go you want to you want to do it we're going to count so okay, unique. Okay. Different. Okay. That's a redundant. Amazing. Okay. Youthful. Okay. And. Wait for it. Family. Aww, look <laughs> at him. Oh, look at him at the end there, family. I like it. I did get some. Did, did I get some? Yeah, maybe. All right, see. I love that Amy's got like a little checklist in her head, and if you're not, if you're not taking the right words, ding. All right, Mike, Rick, who's who's going next? I'll go next. I'll go next. Fun to watch and listen. Ooh. Words that make a sentence. Look at the fucking brain on Brad here. Wow. Okay, here we go. Look at this. Rick is Rick is not fucking around. We have a whole thing going. I love it. See, this is why he has to be an intern. Yeah, he's got to be the lead person. We got. There you go. We got to follow him. And look at that. He he was he was not even afraid of his fingers in the slightest, Scott. Fair. Not even a little bit. Not even a little bit. He I just wanted went. to know which side to start on. I know it was a big decision, but you handled it beautifully. So to feel Thank good you. about yourself. Don't let anyone take that away from you. All right, Mike. This is it. Five words or less. You can do. It. Don't look at them. You have you. You have to come up with your own words. He's gonna try to make me use his fingers. I don't want to do that. 
well, I, I, you can do that, but not on camera. So that that's totally up to you once we stop. <laughs> okay. People between us, keep them away. Yeah. Five five words or less. Yes. Angry chick music with drums. Oh, oh, nice. <laughs> Angry chick music with drums. I love that. We're not going to mention the bass or the guitar in that. We're just going to go with angry chick music with drums. Okay. I like it. I like it. I, I don't know if freaking and Scott like it, but. <laughs> that's right. We're going we're gonna to be writing our own. That's right. We have a ballad coming out. Yeah. Soon. Yes. Just, just, just the two just of us. That's it. Just to, yeah, you're gonna. And yeah. the main, the main thing about it is, it's called No Drums, right? That's the title. Right. Or vocals. That's right. Or vocals. <laughs> right. Vocals. Yeah. Scott's gonna sing. Yeah, I gotta sing. Yeah. That'll yeah. be fun. You but have a song in your heart. I can tell. I can tell. We'll get it out there. Yeah. We should call it Only Strings. Ooh, I like it. And then you could start a website and make some extra money on the side. You do an only string. How about the piano about is a string strings, instrument? How about only strings attached? The, the piano is a string Ooh, instrument. Ooh, wait, wait, wait a minute. Hold on here. Everybody's everybody's got sort of, you know, crapping on Scott, whatever. The dude just came up with kind of a only strings attached. I like that. Yeah, instead uh, of no strings attached. Well, yeah, you can't say no strings attached because that was an in sync album. You don't want to copy that. Oh well, that's true. No, I don't. We could do our own solo. <laughs> yeah. We gotta say bye, bye, bye to that. Bye, bye, bye. Oh my God. Okay, we're we're fully off there. Okay, so I like it. So we've got half the couch, and then the other half of the couch. Yeah, yeah, we've right, got, yeah. Okay, so I see how it is. Okay, all right. You you all handled that with a plum or some other fruit. That's great. Here we go. Next one. Your favorite thing for each of you about being a musician. Being interviewed, I know, for Rick, but other than that. Yes. <laughs> being able to. And this does not have to be five words, just so you know. Yeah, okay, good, yeah. <laughs> I saw you counting in your head and I was like, <laughs> no, that would be the worst thing to be like, explain to me the meaning of the universe, five words or less, but yeah, okay. So favorite thing about being a musician, however many words you want. Being able to show my feelings without actually, you know, tell my feelings through song. Mm. What? Okay. Song. Oh, through song. I'm like, that song. <laughs> okay. For me, it's like being somebody that I'm not because I'm not really very outgoing when it comes to anything else or very social. I, I'm kind of back in the shadows, but when I'm on stage, I'm up front and in front of everybody. And Amy's I love that. So it, 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 it like brings out a different side of you, I guess. You didn't hear what he just said, the smart ass thing. He just said. Oh no. What did you say? He says I'm in the background. Oh, yeah, they're all focused on so, Yeah. Yep. They, well, to the end, to the very end, the bitter end. That's right. No, I just like the freedom of, I, I, it makes me feel young. Like, I don't know, I just, it's fun. Okay, it does not have to be deeper than that. It's fun is good, we like fun. All right, Rick, Mike, who's doing it? Uh, I, I think for me, I enjoy the creative part of being a musician, to be able to, to take some idea that's floating around in my head, bring it to, to very talented 
musicians and, me. and, and, and create something <laughs> yeah. that people can enjoy. Yeah, yeah. And that that's that's the Ambrose from Anger Overdose said, you know, uh, in his uh, answer to the flip side, which is the next question, the idea that one of the, the main things was trying to get what was in his head out into the world. So if you feel like you've got that with the with the four of you, that that's that's it's hard to top that as a musician. So I totally feel what you're saying. Yeah. All right, Mike. Uh, I'd say. I would say fame, fortune, and chicks, but I never got any of those things from music. So, okay. no, it's not any of that. Um, you got me. Obscurity, poverty, and ducks. Is that is that kind of what we? Well, you're, you, you got two out of three. That's yeah. for sure. I won't tell you which two. You can just choose. <laughs> um, playing is my therapy. This is this is what's kept me out of jail and out of bar fights. Um, mm -hmm. I, this is where I channel my rage and my aggression, my anxiety, my stress, everything comes out behind those drums mm -hmm. to make me hopefully a calmer person. And it's, it's kind of cool to be able to connect with people, especially doing drums rhythmically, watching people yeah, or whatever that that's, you know, you're, you've reached that person and it's hard to do that. Just talking to someone, you don't talk to someone. They're like, yeah. It's it's a it's a deeper connection than just mm. talking to people. So that's kind of cool. But really, I beat drums, so I don't beat people. Okay, <laughs> like therapy and connection—two of the best things you could possibly do with your life. So I, I I feel both of those things. Okay, all right. But so the flip side now, each of you, your least favorite thing about being a musician, and I'm wondering if Mike is going to say load in and out because drummers often do. <laughs> no, it takes time. No. Yeah. Um, my least favorite thing is um, the fact that we have to have day jobs to keep it. Going. <laughs> Honestly, oh, yeah. that's probably the downside. And I'm being somewhat serious is that. Oh, no. Yeah. It's an expensive <laughs> job to have that doesn't pay. So, oh, yeah. um, you know, maybe someday it'll pay something, but it's really. Um, and, you know, a lot of people call it a hobby, but it's not a hobby for me. It's no. a passion. It's a, it's a, it's my goal in life. You know, if somebody it's, asks. It me, seems like a calling for you to me. Yes. I mean, with, you can't separate music from me. It's part of me. It's an integral part of me. And this whole goal with this band right now is to take it as far as I possibly can. And yeah. um, I consider this my career. My paying job is what's paying my bills. But this is That's my right. And it's a non-paid career. So that, I think, is, is my yeah. what I would say. Oh, yeah. P people in the chat resonating with you real hard right now. <laughs> like, real, real hard. Because that's it. It's like, it's like you... I think Nelios has a lyric somewhere where he says something like, you know, you basically you... Um, I'm paraphrasing. But, like, you know, you you work all day so that you can spend a couple minutes doing the thing that you love. You know? <laughs> I think we all, we all feel that. So, okay. All right. What? Who else? Least favorite thing. Okay. Yes. Like spreading. <laughs> <laughs> like nonstop, like dripping off my ear. Like, oh. it, like I need, I need a towel around my neck when I play or something. Like, I, I, I fucking support. I, I, I actually suggested before wearing a sweatband around my head, like Bubba Boy. 
and she she told me she kicked me out of the band. I'm like, I mean, I could I could get a black one. It's still a sweatband, though, dude. That's a hard sell. Is it? That does not scream sex on uh, stage. A sweatband, a headband, a sweatband. I don't even know what you. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm in a true sweatband. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like. Uh, Richard Simmons. Yeah, like a Richard Simmons. Like, wow. I, I take back everything I said about sex appeal. That is sex on a stick right there. That's Richard right. Simmons yeah. level sweatband. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. Your, your copious amounts of bodily fluid is your least favorite thing. Yeah. Okay. You know, not really. I mean, it, it is annoying, but um, really for me, it's multi-band shows and being rushed on and off stage. Mm -hmm. And then uh, pretty much out of breath when you're trying to get the first song down with no sound checks and, and you get up there and you rush and you play five songs, a half an hour set, and you're back tearing back down, tripping over each other again. Mm -hmm. Don't be Yeah. And it's, 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 <laughs> I know, yeah, I could be a little bit more specific, but you know, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, I got the feeling this was not a general statement you were making, but yeah, right. it's all foreplay and no sex. So I, I got gotcha. you. That's, that's, right. that's yeah. no fun. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. As a bassist. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fine. How about you, drummer? Least favorite thing. You said it, tearing down that monster. It now. really is. It's that's that's it. Otherwise, I love it. I'm schmoozing with the people, and I mean, yeah, it sucks getting up off on stage, you know, quicker, you know, or whatever. But I, I will say this, um, because this plays into the whole thing. I've always said that chicks never want the drummer. And a lot of I'm married to a drummer, but okay. <laughs> Most checks, I hear you. So, my, my, so is my wife, but you know. Right. Um, because think about it. If you go to a show and you pick up the singer, maybe they got to carry their microphone, but usually it's house sounds. So they don't have to do it. They can leave immediately. You pick up the guitarist or the bassist. It's like a trip or two out to the car. You pick up a drummer. God forbid somebody with a monstrosity like I have. You're there for half an hour, 45 minutes after the show. By that time, you've sobered up. You see what they really look like. You don't want to think <laughs> So, yes, moving the thing is awful. I love it when it's up. I wish we were big enough that we could just bring it in on a jitney and set it on the fucking stage. Right. And, uh, right. That would so, be so nice. So mm. I got to tear the damn thing down and set it up all the time. So, yes, that's the shitty part. Everything else. I, I always feel for drummers. Like, they're they're... There's just no good way to do that. They're really even if you had you know an e kit or whatever, you're still putting shit together and putting it down. It's too much, too much work. All right. I will say, I will say though, compared to a lot of other bands I've been in, these fuckers help me. <laughs> even just, I mean, I tear it down because even course, if we get yelled at, yes. we do get yelled at. Um, we, we help. Yeah. You know, there's a certain way everything has to be packed up. Obviously, right, right, right. And there's a certain way it has to load in the truck to fit. And God love them. They will bring. They'll help me take shit out. They start handing me stuff. I'm sorry. That's the last thing to go in to set up inside. No, I, there is an absolute drum Tetris that you have to do to get it into the vehicle. I'm, I I understand. You no, know, and I've played with bands where we finish and then the guitarist packs up and they're gone. And you know, oh, it's the worst. It's me. You know, three o'clock in the morning. Yeah, so I can't do that. Nope, nope. All right, look at that. So even if they're doing it wrong, they're helping you. <laughs> Absolutely. And the fact that they do puts them head and shoulders above a lot of folks I've jammed with. So I got you. It, it's okay. Thankfully, I got my, my, my family to help me. Oh, look at them. They're so lovely. All right, Rick. Least favorite thing besides being interviewed. 
Uh, well, then I, I got nothing shit. then. That's, <laughs> a, that's his favorite now. Yeah. And helping me carry my shit out. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm not really big into the whole interview thing. You know, I know in the whole public relations thing, I enjoy the playing, but, uh, you know, I would be just fine in a rehearsal room writing, you know. Um, so I, I don't want to say that's my absolute least favorite, but it ranks right up there. <laughs> Doing no, it. that's fair. I understand that. Not everybody, you know, it, the, the whole marketing social media thing is an, as a, as an entirely separate layer of being in a band and it's much more business than creative. So, you know. And, and you hit on it. Maybe that's really what it is. It's the whole business side of it that I really don't care for. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that's fair. Necessary evil. But that, 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 that's, that's an answer we've gotten before. And I, I think that's the... It, it you know it is a sucky part because you have to do it but there's nothing really compelling or exciting or motivating about it it's just right. a necessary evil so okay all right all right we have two more questions this one i'm i think we got a little bit of it at the beginning but uh if each of you had to choose your one album that you could listen to for the rest of your lives only one what album would you choose and why Oh, that's a hard one. Yeah, a lot of people don't like that question. <laughs> I've listened to so many different different mm. things. Um, right now, in my, I mean, it's kind of like it changes for me. Like, I, I go through phases of, like, what am I listening to right now? So yep, it's like yep. a right now situation. Um, You're a big Shania Twain picture right now, aren't you? Uh, yeah. Yeah, no. Or is it Carrie Underwood? Yeah, I don't even know. They're like, we were at a restaurant earlier, and I'm like, I have no idea what any country singers are. They're like, maybe. Me and Rick were like, naming them off. Sent like Rita McIntyre. I don't know. Um, so, yeah, for me, um, I'm really digging on Lizzie Hale's new album. So, okay. Hailstorm album. I, I just have to go with what I'm listening to right now. Okay. Like anything in particular, it's too hard. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. All right, Any, anybody else? All right, well, I'm going to have to go with one of my favorite bands of all times, and that's, huh? Dawkin. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, George Lynch is one of the, to me, one of the greatest guitar players ever. But take it, Rick's answer. But he I love, yeah, right. He's okay. <laughs> yeah, right. And um, I don't know. I just they grew on me. I I loved that band growing up, and I would probably, as far as the album, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I like Back for the Attack, and I also like. Uh, I'd probably go Tooth and Nail. Okay. Tooth and Nail is probably the one I would pick up, but I love all every album they've made. So. Okay. All yes. right. All right, I'm gonna go to Mike because Rick might need a minute to yeah. rethink right. now. <laughs> my, uh, you can pick another album. Yeah, my my soul says Master of Puppets. My heart says The Wake of Magellan from Sabotage. Okay, well you only get one, so are you going with your heart or your soul? Oh fuck! Yeah. <laughs> See, I like that you tried to sneak it in there, but I said one motherfucker, so you gotta <laughs> pick. <laughs> Oh, uh, then I have to go with longevity. It has to be Master of Puppets. Played by the okay. 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 All right. Do you have a do you have a why besides longevity? Um Lars is the reason I started playing drums. 
they're still, no matter what anybody says, they're my favorite band of all. And Puppets is damn near a perfect album. Hmm. Okay. Fair point. All right, Rick. All right. Well, I'm not going to change my answer just because Good for you. One. Dawkin was listening to George Lynch um, from the first album, listening to that band progress all the way mm. up. I think my favorite album is, which was Back for the Attack. Uh, super inspiring. I, I love everything that he does. I, I don't think there's a bad song in that entire record. Okay. Uh, so it's just perfect for did, me. Did That'd you know that one. Lynch Mom just released a new album? I did not. not I, heard, I saw that today. Yes, I yeah. saw that today. All right. Okay, there we go. You guys answered the question that nobody likes, but you did it. So oh, it's, well, that was the one. So it's George Lynch. No, no, that's not the hard one. We have okay. one more left. No, oh, no. Okay. No, no. Oh, the, 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 the deeply controversial question comes now. Um, you know, you thought the first question was tough. Well, oh, hang on to your seats. Now, give me a minute here because I, I have to. We've seen now in, in the 40-whatever episodes that we've done here that, that a couple people in the chat get real worked up at this point in the show. So I just have to take a moment to tell Dom to keep his chin up, okay? Freaky, calm down. You're not leaving. You have to stay, okay? You got to hear what Eden on Fire has to say about this, all right? So, and there are four of them, so there's a good chance that there may be a split in the answer. So here we go. This better not for be each of you, for each of you, your toilet paper roll. I knew it. I knew it. I'm out. I'm sorry. When you I'm put out. the toilet paper on the roll, does the toilet paper come down from over the top, or do you pull it out from under the bottom, and why? Who begins? Mike, I'm going to you. Mike, over what is it, Mike? That's how it's supposed to be. Which is? Which one? Over the top. Over the top. Okay, because, quote, that's how it's supposed to be. When it was originally patented, that's how it was shown, is over the top. Okay, we have a, a purist. We've had the patent invoked many times. So, okay, Mike is an over. So we have one over. Amy, do you want to go next or you want to save it for last? Um, I'll save it for last. Okay, all right, Scott. Oh, you're like really worked up about this. I am. I, oh. I I've been in this debate in in uh, online. She knows. Know. She knows. She knows what she's I what you guys are in for. I almost All left. right, Scott. Okay. Scott, Back. you got to do it. Wait, what? Not how do you wipe? Jesus Christ! No. <laughs> oh my. The views expressed no. by Scott Hager are not necessarily those of Eden on Fire. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Um, I would say. Over. You seem uncertain. Well, Have you seen your toilet paper before? Well, because yeah, I, yeah. Personally, when I just whip it on there, I don't even pay attention. Oh. But when okay, so but that—that's the answer. That's your answer. You don't care. Okay, yeah. Then I don't care either way. For me, it doesn't matter. So you are an other. You are birolius. You could go right. over. You could go under. Are you are you now though? I will say, are you always committed to putting it on the holder, or are you a back of the tank guy? Are you just a complete heathen? <laughs> Amy says, Amy says, mom says yes. Apparently, okay. So you're an other heathen. I'm an other, yes. Okay, so we got Mike is an over, and Scott is a heathen. He's another. Yes. Rick. Okay, it has to go over, and here's oh. why. here's why. Okay. Okay. If it goes under, it will touch the wall. 
You're a wall guy. Okay. Okay. Yeah, All right. You, you, you and JD from Death Pigeon need to talk because JD made a very strong case exactly for that, that you could even end up with a bug that was on the wall on your toilet paper if you put it under. And then he, apo he apologized to the spider community. Or like the spider in my towel earlier. Wait, what? You could get a bug on there if it's butting up against the wall. You'd yeah. never know. But if you turn it around and it's over, it, it's still not, it's not going to touch the wall. You'll see it. <laughs> it's not going to touch the wall. So it's going to be cut. So it's going to be hanging underneath when you. I'm going over. That's. I'm going point. over from now on. <laughs> that's my final answer. We were talking about spiders earlier, and, and now you're fighting me out. So, so now you have like arachnophobia, crapophobia. You're going to go with over. We have converted you from an yeah. other heathen to an over. Am I hearing this correctly? Breaking news, ladies and gentlemen. That's Scott right. is changing his orientation to over. That's right. And, and it's not breaking news that I hate spiders, by the way. So. Okay, well, it is to me because I, I I didn't know that, but all right, look at that. We have we have an on air conversion. This yeah. is the first on air conversion. I think I think there may no. I feel like someone else converted. Okay, but you are you are very clearly now anti under because of the whole spider possibility. I got gotcha. you. Possible spiders bite me in the ass. Yes. Okay. All right. Okay. Any creepy crawly that's on the wall. Yes. Okay. Look at that. Look at that. I'm, 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 I'm freaky loves you so much right now. Okay. Look at that. All right. Amy, Amy, you, Amy, you must, you cannot leave Amy. You must. Here we go. What I want to say first of all is that I obviously have very good taste in band members because it is always over under. You are obviously a psychopath. Ooh, strong words from Amy Gould of Eden on fire calling Dom and 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 Brandon from Grimrock and many other well not many but a few others psychopaths we're, we're, we are we are putting these people in the category of psychopaths Amy is it is it is it this is just a deeply held belief or can you defend this controversial answer Well I think it's something that you can get therapy for but um, <laughs> no honestly <laughs> It's Ooh, just, therapy. how do you grab it? It's too far away. It's inconvenient. It's just, you know, I mean, I have heard people say, okay, cats. If I have a cat, <laughs> a cat's going to come around and, you know, I have two cats. I don't have this problem. So I'm, I'm not really feeling that. So now, I, you know, Dom from Jam Steak has cats and he still puts it under. So, you know, and, 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 and it, and it, probably gets ripped up too. I think if a cat wants to go after your toilet paper, they're just going to do it. Yeah, exactly. You know, you know, I love you guys, but you know, get some therapy. It's over. It's over. It's over. It's, it's over. over. Much like to Rick's uh, great relief, this interview, it's over. <laughs> we yeah. have a, we have a, now we went from a three way, pardon the expression. We had went from a three way oh. and an over to a full four over because again in a stunning reversal here yes scott is now he's just realized this this is an epiphany unlike any other he's an over guy because he never thought about the fact that spiders could infest his, his poop cavern and, yeah. and make things that you just you, you this is a revelation eggs in there and just bad things will happen yes you have an epiphany 
I love it. You went from being absolutely blase to now you look like you're going to go out and start doing TED Talks on this. <laughs> yes. God, I'd pay a dollar to see that. Maybe two. Maybe three. Okay. Maybe three dollars. I mean, this is this could pay for studio time, and then you could let your 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 man tatas just heal up a little bit there. Yeah, yeah right. Man -tata. <laughs> My man. <laughs> okay, on that note, because where are we going to go but down from man tatas, and that's what she said. But all right, I'm going to say thank Eden on fire, Mike and Amy and Scott and Rick who's loved every moment of this for being on this show and for, for tolerating the weirdness with me. You guys are a badass band. I'm so glad that the four of you hooked up and I, I wish you all the success that I truly believe that you will have because each of you has everything you need and together this is a powerhouse band. Guys, I know you already love them, but if you don't already happen to like them, follow them, subscribe to them, stream them, listen, because it doesn't mean anything if you're liking and following, if you're not playing the music, okay? Listen to their stuff. If you're anywhere near PA, go see the shows. Um, you know, vote for them. Best of Erie. We'll make sure that, uh, you know, you can find that on uh, Eden on Fire's social media too, but uh, we'll make sure to drop the link for it and just love up this band. And Amy... I'm so glad that you and I got through this, even after our difficult history with the Teletubbies boots. We've managed to put that to rest now that you know that they're mine. And thank you, everybody. Good night. We're <laughs> I have the power to end the show just on that note, Amy Gold. But because I love you, I will let you get a word in edgewise, and then I'll do it anyway. Yeah, they're mine. She said okay. they're mine. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We're going to edit that out. Thank you guys so yeah. much for coming. <laughs> All right, I love you guys. Thank you again for being on this show. And uh, that's another boxing guest in the books, guys. We will see you next time. Bye. You're awesome. Bye. Thank you. Thank everybody. you. Thank you.